This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the podcast where condemned criminals dick at each other with rusty hooks. I'm your host, pathetic sexless food tube, Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, I'm Henry Gilbert, and I sleep in an oxygen tent that gives me sexual powers. <laughs> I've heard that, and who else? Uh, grossly overweight pervert, Chris <laughs> Today's episode is Homer Badman. See you in hell, Candy Boys! Today's episode aired on November 27th, 1994, and as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real-world history. <gasps> oh my god! Oh boy! Bobby, or should I say, oh boys, Bobby, because boys to men have two songs on They're the back. pop chart during this week, On Bended Knee and I'll Make Love to You, two ways to have sex. Uh, Tim <laughs> Allen's The Santa Claus jollies up the box office, and Jeffrey Dahmer is beaten to death in a prison bathroom. Oh, oh boy. boy. You know what? I, well, let's choose not to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, come Santa- on. Okay, <laughs> no, well. I have nothing to say. <laughs> it's, it's pretty horrible. Look it up. But yes. uh, no, the, the Santa Claus was, that was when... Tim Allen truly became the four quadrant superstar yep. that we all know him to the be. The most profitable trilogies of all time, it whether really you like it or is. not. It's crazy. Featuring, I, I won't condemn it, some of the worst CG I've ever seen in my oh, entire I'm sure. life. 1994 CG, and this, this movie is amazing in that it's it's predicated on the death of Santa Claus, yeah. which yeah. Uh, I think I was too old for this movie when it came out, but that always astounded me. But what annoys me about this movie, the Santa Claus is a pun, C-L-A-U-S-E, it forever ruined how everyone yep. spelled Santa Claus. I think, they assumed that was just how you spell Santa Claus. I think, it, yeah, millennials think that's how you spell Santa yeah. Claus now because they saw that the most. I, and I get it too. I get it too. As as a rules obsessed child mm-hmm. though, I did like the film a little bit because if they have a dweeb kid in the film who says, well why doesn't Santa do this? Why doesn't Santa do this? What about houses that don't have a chimney? How does he get around the world in one day? It's like, well, Santa when he's in his when he's in his sleigh, there's basically time delineation and he moves faster than time. Well, I didn't know they explained it. And every chimney, if, if a house House doesn't have a chimney he creates a magical chimney that he will walk out of and go back into that will then morph out of the wall so in hmm. uh, that's how santa does all those things this and is a trilogy correct it is a trilogy yeah so the first one also they introduce a um it's that young uh sephardic boy who's in everything but he's they're basically a jewish elf to explains the rules to santa claus uh-huh. when he gets it to and yeah the sequel the, the se- mrs claus or whatever yeah, the mrs claus Claus where he, he's got to uh, kill his first wife. Yes. Well, <laughs> and then marry a matronly old lady, David Crumholtz. That's, that's David Crumholtz. Thank you, thank you. And also, it's uh, well, and it's about divorce. Like he, the, it's a child of divorce, and they definitely have to make it clear that Tim Allen's character is a better, cooler guy than Judge Reinhold, the dweeb who married his ex-wife. 
but he also doesn't get to have his ex-wife back. It's it, it's very 90s in the like, look, uh, it's like Mrs. Doubtfire, same mm. deal. Like, your parents aren't going to get back together, but your dad's cool. Yeah. He's yeah. trying, man. So many divorces happening in the 90s. It was, <laughs> yes. it was a current trend. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot to get into in this episode. Speaking uh, of 90s, uh, it's yes. quite a 90s episode. It's very and... 90s. The one thing I want to get into is not about the content, but the title of this episode. I feel like this is the most artless Simpsons title. It's great. And I was trying for like uh, 10, 15 minutes to find out, is this a reference to anything? Yeah. Is uh, why is Batman one word? All I could find was like pre like 1950. There were a lot of movies that had the word Batman in them mm-hmm. as one word, but I guess the pun of instead of Homer Simpson, it's Homer Batman. I don't know, but I mean, it's obviously Homer is a bad man in this episode. But is there anything more to this? It just seems so like blunt I, and I artless. I feel like they were. There was probably another stupider title, <laughs> but they just grabbed something from one of the protest signs, and it's perfect. Yeah. Unlike all a, a ton of other episodes we watch, I know exactly which episode this it is. It should be called "You Pinch, We Lynch." Yes, <laughs> I prefer that I, sign. I, yeah, I think it could be a parody of a bad protest sign of Homer, or they or they just took it off one of the signs they had. It seems like in, a last minute decision. And, yeah, yeah. But if you the episode wasn't always about this well and- so yeah this episode written by Greg Daniels mm-hmm. and directed by Jeffrey Lynch who, he does amazing his team does amazing animation he is so great at action and as the opening really shows off and but, even very subtle action too in this episode mm-hmm. uh, but this was written by Greg Daniels co-creator of King of the Hill and this definitely has a little bit of the feel of a King of the Hill episode where the, hmm. so many episodes of King of the Hill are predicated on Hank Hill being what? caught no. up in modern <laughs> times it's a misunderstanding so, it's just I didn't mean it. No. no. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and that's kind of where Homer is left. Yeah, it's you're a right. Real King yeah. of the Hill episode. As, uh, though, as Greg Daniels tells it, it was supposed to be more style of a King of the Hill episode mm-hmm. than it really would have been. The second act onward would have been Lisa's love of feminist icon that, that she is impressed by versus her love for her father and deciding who she believes in this situation. And, uh, but Dave Merkin hates the media. That's true. And so he takes <laughs> it over and makes it about fuck the media. Which is some of the best shit. It, in this exactly. Yeah. I think I do not trust previous Simpsons writing teams, current, past, present Simpsons writing teams to handle an episode about feminism well. Yes. Instead, they ended up with a timeless parody of the media. Yes. The it, media stuff is great. My problem with this episode, which I still love, by the way, I still mm-hmm. love this episode. I feel like it does a disservice to the topic of sexual harassment mm-hmm. by using it as a springboard into another topic without addressing the things it needs to address. And I mean, I use this actually. I use this episode as like a uh, piece of media for my college writing class. It was sort Ooh, of a writing college prompt. Boy. That's right. I didn't just go to college. Fancy I taught course. college, <laughs> and it was basically just like this episode is a really strong argument. So I was like, what argument are they making? You know, write about it. So mm-hmm. that was my thing. But I feel like I I was more focused on the media, you know, parody than the sexual harassment stuff in this mm-hmm. episode which I feel like I, I don't think we get enough of that I don't think they do enough service to that part of the story and I mean uh, I think uh, Ashley Grant has like three lines in this episode yeah. she is kind of lost they don't make Ashley Grant into a villain yeah. lots of 90s sitcoms would have turned her into a total villain I appreciate somebody that. Yeah. who would have purposefully lied to destroy Homer Simpson and get famous they would have done all these things they do not do that with Ashley but they also don't really do much of anything with her I, I still think it's alarmingly clever that they can approach sexual harassment and not take any side at all (laughs) make it make it one big giant misunderstanding and not villainize though that that is i'm gonna get into some boring (laughs) statistics later i'm sorry but this is one issue i did have with this episode which i don't even blame the simpsons for Mm -hmm. but 
as has come up in the news recently, when you have a show written in a boys' club, as in no woman on the writing staff, I think you sometimes will overlook things. And one thing this episode definitely overlooks is that I think unintentionally, perhaps, it feeds into a fault a narrative that false accusations happen all the time with sexual harassment mm-hmm. and sexual assault, which is not the case. It is actually quite, at least in American statistics, it is quite the opposite. I'm not blaming the show for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming intentionality here. But I, I was. Think- I was looking at it with these eyes, and I don't think it does that I, at I all. I do think there. I I, I, I can see why how it could have that effect on a viewer. Yeah, I fear that there are some viewers who they will have heard some woman say, "I was sexually harassed by this person," mm. and they might think, thanks to this episode, or in part thanks to this episode, eh, it could have just been a misunderstanding. Like Homer was just grabbing the gummy it could Venus, have been candy, it's, or not. Who just, knows what happened? Nobody or even, knows the truth. Even more insane, like she's lying to get money mm. or attention. Like well, it yes, turns out yeah. with every, I mean, uh, with high profile. Uh, like no, cases of domestic abuse like things like Johnny Depp and his wife you hear that all the time like she just wants his money no yeah. she's already rich and she donated the money to charity or whatever but, but it's, yeah. it's framed it's as like, <laughs> Homer's a gross human and a woman yes. would get really mad if yes I mean her. they have to engineer <laughs> yes, of course they have, to engin- they have to engineer the most outlandish situation yeah. in order for Ashley to be wrong mm-hmm. about this in order for Homer to make it unbelievable that it, when Homer tells his side of the story yeah. be like that is ridiculous because it is ridiculous <laughs> but I feel like equally the, the media would blame Homer but also they would be blaming her as that, well like yes. what's her backstory that, she's no angel that is the other problem I think rock bottom and those shows they would definitely have done the thing they did to Homer but the next week they would have been like we talked to every person who says they've had sex with Amber and she is actually pretty <laughs> slutty herself like they would have done that there is yeah, so much like harlot shaming uh, of Scarlet the show, the show never does that <laughs> but yeah I, I was worried about watching this episode ahead of time because I was like oh well this is not aged well and I think it has aged pretty well but that is also I think it's great that's my stance as a dude because the media has only gotten worse oh yes no the media <laughs> oh, of course yeah this is just the media now this like pre-internet this, media too th- yes oh my god and before everything was a 24-hour news channel before yeah. everything was hot takes online before like what rock bottom does it would do for 30 what hard copy would do would do for 30 minutes a night it would not be an entire web page that would be dedicated to 20 stories like this a day yes i mean it's some people's job to wake up every morning and be like i need to make people mad like i need to write 20 stories that will make people mad i'm Mm going to find the most inconsequential things and make them these huge problems yes yeah and that's that is sjw did this (laughs) it's it almost kind of reminds me of how when i watch network i'm just like well this satire fails now it's just this is this, it's yeah. way behind the time. Like catch up, network, the old yeah. movie. Though, by the way, the point of network is that Howard Beale is a crazy, <laughs> uh, is a crazy suicidal man. He yeah. is not a truth teller. He's just gone nuts. Mm-hmm. The only time he really tells truth in that movie is after. Ned Beatty yells at him. And he's just like, "Oh yeah, you have no power in this world. Great Everybody scene. owns everything." And then his ratings go down, and then he's murdered. <laughs> that spoilers for Network. You should just watch. We it have anyway. not had a live murder on a talk show yet. That's the one thing we haven't done in, they, in real. They world. edited out. I yeah. mean, there are We've had multiple suicides. murders. <laughs> Uh, yes, there have been suicides afterward. Oh, there have been suicides on camera oh, for sure. Our yes. Bud Dwyer. All right, but I guess <laughs> Wait, I, I do want to. Okay, we a uh, huge preamble, but. I must bring up Duckman, as I as yes. I do so often. Wow. Uh, so about four months later, mm-hmm. the Duckman second season premiere, which is titled Papa Um Mau Mau, mm-hmm. which, why is it called that? I don't know. It's just as weird as Homer Badman, but it's a very similar story in which Duckman uh, pinches two women's butts while the president is in town. But he actually and, does it. Yes, he actually pinches their butts. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, with, with a lascivious intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kick him onto a would-be assassin, and Duckman saves the day. 
and he goes on a Geraldo parody, Hey Ofredo, uh, to be celebrated as a hero. And he basically turns the turns things around on him. He's like, We have video of you assaulting women. Mm-hmm. So then Duckman is like basically trapped in his house with a media circus surrounding him. But instead of being afraid of it, instead of trying to clear his name, he embraces becoming a celebrity, like a criminal celebrity. And Duckman, that idea came up a lot. Like, yeah. uh, you know, criminals are the new celebrities. They're writing books from jail. They're profiting and stuff like that. This episode is very strange. I enjoy it, but it feels like it's missing a third act because it's just like mm-hmm. two thirds of it takes place in the house and then it's just over. <laughs> oh, jeez, mm. I guess it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But it, it does have, I think I'd be happy on Laser Time Talking Simpsons, all these podcasts, if all I could do is look into old candy. Yeah, like, the candy. <laughs> I loved all the candy conventions. Yeah, and yeah. In, ter- in terms of things, I do hate these articles, but they're all kind of true because The Simpsons is just a, a satire of our culture. <laughs> It is something they invented. There was no candy convention, and now there is. Whoa. The NCA Sweets and Snacks Expo in Chicago on an <laughs> annual basis. I'm uh, sure there were industry-only things where if you were a buyer, you would like go to tables. That's and be the like, only one I could, I could I find like by name. I, there was probably something in Vegas with sweaty sales. Yes, to me, uh, I wonder if it was just these guys go, the writers of the show go to the Television Critics Association mm. convention, all these things, and maybe they just imagine there's got to be one of these for candy come, too. Come right? to think of it, like, uh, or you go to E3 and you think there someday, must be one of these for candy. Someday I'm going to get my homeboy on here who worked for Nielsen, mm. and Nielsen has the most insane shit you've never seen. They have phony grocery stores and like hmm. fake setups for sponsors that they set up to see how people can point out brands after commercials. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so I, I think if you're a TV writer, you do get invited into those behind those doors you do get like here's every candy mars has coming out for the next two years well it's also i bet you know Mm -hmm. what their closeness with the Butterfinger uh, candy, I bet one oh of them God. went to one of these. You're right, you're right. They were right. seduced by the Butterfinger company. I, I bet they totally were like, Matt Groening does a signing at the Butterfinger table. So I, I kept my candy research to a minimum, but yeah. I, I believe in the laser time you guys did about the importance of the Simpsons. I still posit the Simpsons bought Butterfinger another decade. Oh, for sure, yeah. 20 years. And I had that clip in there that shows you all commercials for candy bars are like, jingles and songs and then the Simpsons made it so like no candy bar commercials are funny and that's all you see now it's yeah. neato yeah. Uh, alright <laughs> well, right, well let's talk about that let's let's begin with the very sweet sweet opening Ooh. it's very sweet oh damn FDA why can't it all be marshmallow ew bye don't put the non-marshmallow pieces back in the box they go in the trash ooh you like sweets kids I know a place that's sweeter than sweetness itself. In this sweet place, earthly donuts are sour as poison. You'd spit them out, you would. <laughs> I'm talking about the Candy Industry Trade Show. <laughs> uh, so as a kid, I felt that was very well-observed behavior of only eating marshmallows and Lucky Charms. Yeah, I mean, like... the, their marshmallow status, status is dubious at best. Those little <laughs> chalk pieces. I, I mean, they're technically, they're not cereal pieces. I guess they're, they're this close to that grandma candy. Uh, <laughs> I just hate how they get like all squeaky in your mouth when you're chewing on them. Like, you gotta get squeaky them and like, gritty. Ugh. And another thing Simpsons invented, I love this, that Lucky Charms all marshmallows eventually became a thing but i think it's almost illegal to sell them it, it was illegal to sell them they only made them as a giveaway that you could win here's the commercial from 2013 oh, for wow. the uh marshmallow only lucky charms giveaway you can make your marshmallow wishes come true by winning one of ten thousand boxes of only marshmallows find your code in special boxes of lucky charms they're magically delicious 
It's probably got like a do for novelty purposes only. Do not eat. I cannot believe. I watched a guy do an unboxing of it, and he was he was quite excited. You, I'm sure it wasn't paid content or anything. I looked it up on eBay. They go for five grand. Of these boxes wow. just to buy of them. three boxes of Lucky, two boxes of Lucky Charms, that's, and just sort that's an eight dollar value. Well, I want to point out that I think there was some legal issue with them saying Lucky Charms or showing the box of Lucky Charms because for about two seconds of the episode, you see the box. Box, and you see the silhouette of where the words Lucky Charms would clearly go, but they don't actually write the letters in. I feel like it was a legal issue because it's like, what if Lucky Charms sponsored us? We don't want to make them mad. Mm-hmm. I feel or, like that was, or what if Trick sponsored that, us? Yeah. Our competitor. The Simpsons doesn't have real brands in the universe. Yeah, it's I'm surprised they didn't even. just make up like a Lucky Charms parody. Or like Krusty in a leprechaun hat. Yes. Yeah, um, but I, I, I actually was not the biggest fan of Lucky Charms. It was my brother's favorite cereal, and he would... He would he wouldn't sort them out piece by piece, but he absolutely would like leave half of the bowl full of the cereal pieces, even when they coated the cereal with more sugar to make them frosted <laughs> Lucky Charms. I, again, I, people still wanted to just have the marshmallows. I love candy. I love looking at old cereals. I thought Lucky Charms were the ultimate. I wasn't allowed to eat sugary cereals, mm-hmm. and I think it was my parents' disdain for whatever nutrition facts were available on Lucky Charms that, like, no, that's the one. You really stay away from. That's the mm-hmm. crack of sugary cereals, <laughs> yeah. and like for it's a long time, cereal. For like, it, and it, I thought it was delicious. It was so colorful, and for a long time, nope, there was no competitor. Nobody put marshmallows in cereal. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, uh, the the closest thing I it was the limited edition brief Pac Man cereal yeah. as a kid that I loved. It was you had, had some monster cereals, and mm-hmm. I think for some reason Alphabets did it eventually. Yeah, well, it I doesn't think, exist now. I think that's too why like you know the the monster cereals mm-hmm. went out of vogue mm-hmm. briefly because of, like all these marshmallows, ugh, but somehow Lucky Charms gets away with it because it doesn't commit to one stupid thing. I love the mon- the <laughs> <laughs> I love Count Chocula and all that stuff, but strawberry cereal is gross. Mm-hmm. All chocolate cereal with chocolate marshmallows is gross Booberry is the worst and still <laughs> yeah. my favorite uh, I like Cocoa Puffs we, I think we were also a Corn Pops family that came in a special mm. space bag they were only allowed kicks <laughs> uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was number one for me still mm. is, which is also pure sugar oh yeah like yeah. it's it's all the sludge you end up with with milk afterwards like, it's just you know, a gray I, slurry yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it was a Calvin and Ho- just a Calvin and Hobbes joke it says part of a complete oh. breakfast and they pointed out yeah Notice the boy has a box of cereal, two eggs, two glasses of orange juice, a glass of milk. Ba- toast. Like, there's usually like toast. a stick of butter in that yeah, shot, too. Like, you know, it has to have all this shit to be a complete breakfast for a grown lumberjack. <laughs> Not a child. Like, my mom's got to work in the morning. Uh, so <laughs> Homer, Homer got the tickets to the candy industry trade show from getting through two million crusty Clump Bars and crusty Clump Bar with almonds. A uh, joke on mounds and almond and joys. And Apu is very polite about his indignation. <laughs> yes, which though... I mean, they don't have a million bars of crusty clump bars at the Quickie Mart, so did he just go to a well, million mean, Quickie Mart? I think he just got lucky by opening a thousand of them or something Perhaps, like that. But yeah. he, but then he got two of them, so that means he had to do it twice. Like, he couldn't stop after the first one unless it came with two tickets. It's a tiny bit of the Willy Wonka story It's there not too. enough Willy Wonka reference for my taste, but I guess it's too, it's too famous and on the nose for The Simpsons. Well, that, I, it's also one of those things that tells you the difference in ages. Mm-hmm. It's something I really noticed when Family Guy and Futurama were airing at the same time as the Simpsons and they even kind of bring it up on like later Simpsons commentaries of 
we're 10 years older than you guys. We're not going to have Transformers references in yeah. here. We didn't grow up watching the Willy Wonka movie on VHS all the time, so we're not going to do a ton of references to it. But Futurama and Family Guy, I think almost within the same month, did a Willy mm-hmm. Wonka episode. Yeah, that was crazy, yeah, that lateral so thinking. The Slurm one was the better one. Obviously, I, I like But I just love Slurms with Kenzie. He's going to party. Wiggity, wiggity, wobble. Wiggity, wiggity, wobble. I also do like that Homer qualifies this as the one event he'd want Marge at and yeah. only because she can be a pack mule for it's like big but ropey ones I went way you. too hard <laughs> into trying to figure out the derivation of the crusty clump bar and it mm. just it just seems like spontaneously thought yeah, of. Yeah, that's what I'm happy that. to report. It just report. sounds gross, for like sure. Like a clump, but with a K. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we see them again ever after no. this. No, there's yeah. a sign for the Krusty Clump bars behind Marge at the candy convention, but I don't think they've ever... Yeah. I would bet in the, our future episodes, if they ever go to a place that has a candy counter, I would bet some animator would fill, use it as filler, mm-hmm. but it's never been a plot point since then. And then, so, then Homer presents his story is perfect strategy for stealing candy while we also meet the little scene but principal player in this episode. Homer, are all these pockets necessary? They wouldn't be if you were willing to sit in a hollowed out wheelchair. (laughs) Well, that's a babysitter. No one in town will sit for you two anymore. I have to choose between a grad student at the university and a scary looking hobo. Please, the hobo, please, the hobo, please, the hobo. Hi, I'm Ashley Grant. Oh. <gasps> Ashley Grant! You gave a talk on women's issues at my school on how we don't have to be second-class citizens. Mom, how can you leave us with this maniac? <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I mean, I feel, I don't know which has less dignity, the, the flasher trench coat Marge wears or pretending to be disabled in a wheelchair. Yeah. The... It's like, it's a, uh, yeah, what do you go with there? I, I think the flasher trench coat is a better one because it at least doesn't exploit um, disability That's law. true. It's harder on your body, though, just to, to pack all that candy on well, yourself. That shows like a you mule. how like crazy strong Marge is. And this is also both of these strategies are much smarter than Homer is in other episodes. He would never think I think his brain only starts to work when yes. he's thinking of stealing candy. But uh but yeah, so we meet Ashley Grant who is definitely a grant and she definitely is the typical idea of a college, highly educated feminist who just has gives speeches on how women aren't second class citizens and how that is seen as crazy by people like Bart. Yeah, and, I'm a little shocked they never brought her back. But yeah, she. I think she only appears in the Simpsons movie in that giant, giant crowd. I scene. mean, she's kind of just a catalyst. She has no personality yeah. really outside of like what but she's, she's given a first to. and last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when, the one joke she's given though is pretty funny. So. You're one of those don't-call-me-a-chick-chicks, huh? Uh, sorry about my unenlightened brother. He will make the next few hours a living hell. Oh, I don't know. See this, Bart? Disemballer 4. The game where condemned criminals dig at each other with rusty hooks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do a little housework and you can play for five minutes. No way. <laughs> yes, um... See, Lisa? Nails aren't hard to tame. They all follow their video cartridges. <laughs> all these subtle acting with the video cartridge stuff. Really it's really great, especially how Bart's just like tearing at his face when yeah, he's looking like, at it. He doesn't he doesn't he never wants to do what a babysitter says, but here's here's a video game Marge would never rent for him yeah. and he could actually play it. And it's a, a reference that probably doesn't need any explaining, but I do love Maybe not to our audience. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love that if you look at it now, it looks like a lazy video game reference, mm-hmm. but this was 
Dude, in the heyday of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was just a few years after Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah, and and it was in the year of was copying Mortal, Mortal Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, yeah. Like, when 2 came out, a video game came out on a Monday and gave it itself its own holiday. Mortal Monday. Yeah, well, and it's funny, too, that this episode about a hot-button early 90s issue of even identifying what sexual harassment mm-hmm. is, they also deal with video game video violence, violence. Which, which could not have been a more hot-button so, issue. Hot-button and so fucking new. We'll see yeah. more of that in the Bonestorm episode yeah, next year. I, yeah. I think this is what inspired... Inspired Marge be not proud a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I this talk about video game violence here, but the uh, I think it's also well, and her line there like males aren't hard to tame; they always follow their. She would normally say dicks, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, but Bart, for a underage boy, a pre-sexualized boy, a video game will do just as well. And it's also key to notice here. Homer ne- neither talks to Ashley nor even notices her when they leave. Mm-hmm. You have to. Homer has to have no interest in Ashley, not even recognize her as a person to make it even more clear. Like, he definitely would never... That's how little he thought of her. She was not a sexual being at yeah, all. He kind of just pulls Marge out of the house. Yes, yeah. doesn't There's look at There's a baby her. somewhere upstairs. Well, and later, he'll just ignore her existence in a car yeah. until everyone yells He's at her. He's too distracted by Candy to be turned on by Ashley. Totally. Yeah, well... The, <laughs> the next episode will establish him as almost an asexual being. Yeah, I have to say, <laughs> True, yeah. Yeah, watching this back-to-back with Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy, I'm like, like, well, Homer should have just brought up that he hadn't had sex with Marge in a year, and he's like, sex, his sex drive is dead. <laughs> like, he he just likes, he just likes candy and food. So, one of my favorite jokes in the sign jokes ever is oh, the too. candy-shaped rat poison sign, because candy convention room A1, uh, candy-shaped rat poison convention room A1. A exclamation point. It's actually room one exclamation point and then room 11. Oh, that's yes. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But still, that's. But I love how just engineered it is to kill people. Just yes. like the most confusing <laughs> sign ever with why would there be candy shaped rat poison? I love it. It's so outlandish. <laughs> and there's like there's like a funny like three second shot. I just noticed now mm-hmm. as a joke where the cops are holding back all the children and Homer and Marge are arriving on a red carpet <laughs> and Homer's like waving. <laughs> it's just oh, like it goes by so yeah. fast. It's just like they're walking. Right. It's just the weird joke that kind of just goes I, flies I did, by. I didn't notice it was children while yeah, again, but it's all is, children. That is so great that shows Homer's exclusivity of it and how much he loves it. Like, I can go in, you guys can't. I can get all this candy. And he's he's happy with torturing children. And uh, uh, there's a quick looking for yeah. Mr. Goodbar joke, which Jesus. is a cliched line, but I just knew it as a name of a movie that starred Diane Keaton. When I looked up the plot of it, I was like, what the what fuck, the fuck is this movie? I looked up the plot yeah. and like, I'm not talking about this. Uh, I mean, shit. we go over the, the basic details. It's actually based on a novel. Yeah. And the woman who wrote the novel wanted to write about the real story, to what happened to this woman, but she figured she'd be sued or whatever. So she turned it into a novel, which became a movie. Basically, it's about a school teacher who leads a double life. A double life. She goes to singles bars to cruise for men, brings strange men uh, home. Having, and having that, indiscriminate mm-hmm. sex with men who aren't a husband yes. i'd oh. say i'd say she, she got oh. what was coming to yes. her no i don't believe that at all but she brought home the wrong the wrong guy who murdered her and that's the end of her story so that's the entire uh, movie yeah, and, then, yeah. and then it ends with her being murdered by tom berenger <laughs> like it's well if anyone's gonna do it <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to find why is this why is there a candy bar reference in this fucking title? I couldn't figure that <laughs> I out. I can't but, figure uh, it out. Mr. Goodbar was a, just a peanuts and chocolate chocolate bar invented in 1925. It is so, so. fucking lame. It's yes, a bad candy. In that candy. Simpsons laser time, I was wrong because I it's crackle that's more snuck into that Halloween triple mini combo because mm-hmm. Goodbar sucks. It's just peanuts. If I ever and, got Goodbar, I'd be like, just give me a pure Hershey. Like these peanuts are not good, and it's I don't. 
I don't like peanuts with chocolate too much unless caramel or nougat, some other yeah. type of creamed sugar it, it is It feels with like it. a pre-World War One candy bar, and I thought it didn't exist anymore, and people pointed out, like, no, they're totally large Mr. Good bars, and sure enough, now I see them. In my defense, convenience stores buy candy, I think, once a decade, and those boxes sit there for a really fucking yes. long time. I'm obsessed with candy commercials. I have never in my life seen a Mr. Good Bar Well, in my research for a Mr. Good Bar, I, I saw that uh, at one point there was so little chocolate content yes. in it. They couldn't call it chocolate. Yes. It was like, it's like that brown oil sludge. Yeah. That they, like they a milk dud. Like a milk dud, yeah. <laughs> just like that. Then they eventually bumped up the chocolate content. Now you can call it like, how expensive is chocolate? I believe like, what are we cutting corners they, here for, people? They didn't brand it as Hershey's because Mr. Hershey thought it was too controversial a bar to be associated like, with the Hershey brand. Take that away from wow. me on the Hershey Highway, good what? sir. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive when that was a controversy. So Homer walking around and getting free stuff, uh, I think this is what made me dream of what a video, what E3 would be mm-hmm. like. And you can get free stuff, in my experience, going to video game trade shows like E3, PAX, and, well, actually, that's more of a convention, and Tokyo Game Show. You do get free stuff, but it's like a button or a lanyard or, or a like bag. a bag or a bag, yeah, a giant bag with a. It's really just you walking around for a commercial. You don't, you definitely don't get free games. No, no, and no. They would maybe was, get a pen. I, you would have loved it. Just yesterday, as of this recording, I went to a game event, and they're like, "Do you want a T-shirt?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, Sir. "I, man, I must be the oldest person here." Fuck no, I don't want your stupid T-shirt. I'm not taking it. Uh, it felt really good. I wish you guys were there to see me. Spot it to the ground. There was an opportunity for a lot of sign gags in this uh, in this uh, convention. I yes. only spotted one. Me, uh, I did. And the, it was the triumphant uh, return of nuts and gum. Oh, you saw that? Nuts oh, and gum is, 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 is in the oh, lower right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there's at least one new joke, and it's uh, carob. Now, forty percent less bad. Which I don't think I've ever eaten carob. It's a co- it's a chocolate substitute, I guess. Yeah, I. That reminds me of one of my favorite Andy Kindler jokes, which you you still see this same joke construction of he, he, Andy Kindler was complaining about other stand-ups who do this joke like sugar free, chocolate free chocolate who's that for he's like it's for diabetics that's who it's for <laughs> yeah like oh this insulin mm-hmm. who's this for what's that all about and it's the same thing you hear now of people making fun of like oh i'm glad i got this app to remind me to shit like well the people who do need that app <laughs> do need that they do not need everything something is for to remind you. them to walk around maybe it's not for you <laughs> uh then we also get the super sour ball uh joke of homer which I just love, it reminded me of this piece of art that I wanted to, I don't know if you guys have seen it. This is obviously fake. Uh, but yeah. I thought that was an ad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yes, so the Super Sour Ball look on Homer's face is awesome. I just love it, of the that he eats the Impossible Sour Ball. I hate sour candies. I'm not a fan I of I love them. And he's uh, referring to the girl in the moose knuckle dress. So, so yes. Then, she, <laughs> she did a good job of covering that up. I don't see that much of a bump. Yeah. Well, so yes, there's a, there's a photograph online of a woman in a, a very four fitting uh, dress that is especially being like eaten by her crotch. It's incredibly sexy. And so then they make Homer's face the center of the crotch. It's just a funny it's a funny. I'm guessing that'll there. be the picture of this she's, episode. She's, she's Miss Talking Simpsons. Let's crown her. Uh, but anyway, the, yeah the, uh, that's one of my favorite Simpsons shit posts. Uh, but then, uh, boy I almost, if, if I didn't love all the rock bottom stuff so much I would make this line of the show. Hey, sir, try our wax lips. It's the candy of a thousand uses. Like what? One, a humorous substitute for your own lips. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Two, uh... <laughs> Ooh, I'm needed in the basement. Great animation on this. 
<laughs> how he's grinning while walking. Yeah. And, and, but it's like a labored grin of like, is yeah. he buying it? And I, it's it's yeah. a great joke, and it's I love that my lifetime straddles decades that I, for the first couple of trick-or-treats, we did get wax lips me too and they're fucking awful i was i was confused like what do you do with these i tried eating one like this doesn't have a flavor they're to the it. worst gum they, they try and fake that it's gum but it's like temporary wax gum it's the fucking worst oh, that's disgusting At, i mean uh that reminds it's me of too a, much gum <laughs> have you ever had nickel nips the the Excuse small me? like uh they're small wax bottles mm-hmm. inside with like a like a fruity kind of sugary yeah. oh, juice yes. inside and you like you bite yeah. the top yeah, yeah, yeah. off and you get a tiny amount of juice and just a huge ball of wax so it's an old-timey candy and of course i looked it up to see mm-hmm. where are our wax lips now uh the original design is proprietary and owned by the Tootsie Corporation. Speaking of old candy. <laughs> wow. uh, but Tootsie has no interest in releasing it. So it's Tootsie. licensed to Wacko Wax, who still produce the original Wax Lips design. And it's almost impossible to f- I I'd say you'd have more luck finding it in a magic store than a grocery <laughs> store. You're well, never going to yeah. find it. Wax, lip, wax Lips are a $10,000 a year industry. So uh, <laughs> I, move out of the, the way worst. for that one. Well, the one, I mean, I remember as a kid... Uh, now makes me feel old that I could still find candy cigarettes like yeah. they were just about being based yeah. out and they were being uh, some were being called like candy sticks yeah but they were candy cigarettes no, and some like, I remember they added an innovation when I was really little that they wrapped it in pa- a gum and paper to look like a cigarette and you blew out the tip and you blew out powdered sugar mm. to simulate smoke <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough that they had no problem with big league chew which I bought not knowing it was supposed to be tobacco it's like oh look shredded gum it's neat. technically a good thing there's a great documentary on Netflix the battered bastards of baseball about the the minor league team that Kurt Russell's dad owned. Mm. But the guy on that team wanted to find a chewing tobacco substitute because he thought it was gross. So he invented it for that team Mm -hmm. as a substitute for people constantly chewing that gross, gross red man tobacco horse shit. Yeah, I did. That's actually a line I like. A throw-off line I like from Family Guy. Just like, I haven't had in a while. Big league chew. <laughs> Just a, 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 a non sequitur. Or, well, why do Rolos always make you drool? That was a, a family guy line. It's, big league chew is one of those things that makes me nostalgic for the 80s when everything had 900 flavors. I think you can get yeah. one flavor of big league chew, but it started with six. <laughs> there were whole aisles of nerds, yes. as far as the eye could see. Yeah. Uh, there's Beautiful. a well, there's whole sure of flavored of, nerds we'd uh, gone too far. Uh, well, there sure were a lot of gummies around That's right. when we were kids. Like, right? I mean, let's get the introduction of gummies here. Gummy bears, gummy calves heads, gummy jawbreakers. What? That is the rarest gummy of them all. The gummy Venus de Milo, carved by gummy artisans who work exclusively in the medium of gummy. <laughs> Will you two stop saying gummy so much? Mort is so annoyed. I, she speaks for all of us. Just like, yeah. stop saying gummy. But what, so gummy in America, gummy candies, I think we're hitting a new boom in the 90s. Like mm-hmm. you would see every gummy bears. Obviously, everybody knew about them. These little gelatin treats of, of fruity candy. They which hibernate in your colon. <laughs> which I, I like them. But my problem with fruit candy, what, why I prefer chocolate candy to fruit candy is chocolate will always be the same if you mm-hmm. buy hershey if you buy a hershey bar it is completely that bar if you buy twix it is completely that if you buy starburst you will get some of what you like <laughs> but if you don't like every flavor of starburst you gotta, you're buying they half now the thing sell you don't all, want. all reds like, good man. all reds cutting out that lemon and orange uh, uh, yucko but mm-hmm. i mean i'll settle for an orange i hate the lemon if but maybe again a candy nerd mm-hmm I don't know who didn't copyright Gummy Bears, but the reason why we have that Disney afternoon show is because Michael Eisner wanted to capitalize on the gummy trend. 
And the spelling of gummy Davinus de Milo is the spelling of gummy bears they did to avoid, Mm -hmm. I guess, being sued by the fucking Haribo Corporation or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But but the gummy Davinus de Milo spell like gummy bears, the show. I did want to bring up the joke about Marge bringing a piece of celery to the convention. Oh, yes. And her getting in trouble. This reminds me. So this story will make me sound like an asshole. And you know what? You're right. But uh, this reminds me of E3. And I've I've been to a number of E3s. I will never go again. I hate it. I'm never more depressed. I'm never more lonely despite being surrounded by millions of people. It's just miserable. And you're just surrounded by nightmarish consumerism and so to I know I'm going to be standing in a lot of lines so to ground myself at E3 I usually bring a paperback book with me Mm -hmm. and I'm always afraid this is going to happen when I'm in line reading a book like are you in the wrong place sir like you're clearly literate this is E3 we're going to need you to put some custom loadouts in that book If you had brought a Kindle, nobody would have given you any crap. Yes, it's true. I always brought like a dusty Kurt Vonnegut paperback. It's like I'm better than all you fucking scum. (laughs) I mean, you gotta read Dead Eye Dick. Uh, I love all my games press (laughs) pages. The Simpsons will be right back. Thanks for taking a break from snacking on your gummy Venus de Milo to listen to our show. We really appreciate everybody who listens. And if you'd like to hear these shows ad-free in a week early, there's an easy fix for that. Just go to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. The support there lets me and Bob do this show full time and obsess about the Simpsons professionally, which we are very thankful for. Just $5 a month gets you access to every episode a week early and ad-free. Not to mention that you get access to a ton of other exclusives like the weekly Talking Critic Show, where we go over every episode of The Critic from the start with experts Diana Goodman and Michael Raparez. Plus, we'd have tons of interviews with people who worked on the show, including Bill Oakley, Reed Harrison, as well as video game maven Paul Provenzano. Plus, there's all the season wrap-ups in the entire first season of Talking Simpsons, and for $10 or more a month, you will get access to exclusive videos, including us going through all the deleted scenes of Season 5, as well as us watching the first shorts ever of The Simpsons, covering that previously unexplored time in Simpsons history for us. All of that and more is at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. So head there right now and check it out. Also, a special report from Rock Bottom. There's a new Talking Simpsons t-shirt that you can get right now. If you haven't heard about it yet, go to Shirt Sickle and look in the podcast section for Talking Simpsons or... Go to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and you can check it out. This official Talking Simpsons t-shirt is designed by the one and only Nina Matsumoto and it is inspired by the wonderful Ion Springfield logo that is so important to us. I have one myself. It looks really great. It came out really great. It's in a beautiful sky blue. I would definitely suggest everyone check it out. Go to Shirtsicle, like Popsicle, but with shirts, or tiny.cc slash talking shirt to check it out for yourself. It's just $19.99 plus shipping. It ships internationally as well. So even if you're not in North America, I bet you can get your hands on this. But be sure to just check it out right there. Tiny.cc slash talking shirt. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. 
you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I'm not saying a tropical storm isn't big a deal. I just lived through a ton of them. All the hurricanes became tropical storms. All the hurricanes that came through pushed tropical storm force winds and rains. Tallahassee can handle the shit out of a tropical storm. Again, not a good thing, especially with something right behind it. I don't Hurricane know, Ty- Jamal? I, uh, I don't know. I, Hurricane Jamal Jay. Warner? <laughs> but that's a, where, where do they start with hurricanes? Did we miss Theo? A, did we miss A through A through G? <laughs> yeah, Hurricane A through G. Oh, those are dissipate? always like you, when you look it up. It's like it was some tiny storm that tiny happened storm. like off the coast of Puerto Rico. It, it was lucky something. enough to get a name. Yeah, like it's, it's it's like just big enough to get. Like every time you look into that, you're like, oh, there was forty of those this year. Because sometimes you look and we like looped around in a year. And I know. baby Stormel Fog. But I, I want to make it. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. My brother super loved gummies. Gummy worms were his favorites. I do love gummies. And I found at Costco you could buy a giant bag and they're low in fat. I had a period where I wanted to just get high and chew on stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. really worked for me because I I bite their fucking heads off and then twist their arms off. I prefer the (laughs) texture of Sour Patch Kids, although I I like the sourness. So sugary, so sugary. Great. My favorite gummy-esque candy is, uh, they were my mom's favorite too, uh, they're like fake orange slices, but they, uh, which obviously like... Candy for the elderly. Yeah, I I know, it is. Look, I like butterscotch, I like Werther's Originals, I like like maple candy, I like old people candy. I like Swedish fish, those are great. And, uh, but gummy calves heads, that's a very, that's funny i think at least the, uh, i some so people specific yeah some people wonder if it's a joke from a vegetarian stance of like you do know these are made out of gelatin which mm-hmm. makes them actually a a, a product mm. of an animal bone-based but, candy i'd like to think it's a misguided godfather tie-in and i also big thumbs up to the simpsons for doing Jokes about the German Gummy Corporation and not making one Nazi joke. Like, nobody was a Nazi Ooh, gummy scientist. gummy swastikas. Yeah, or like, I be, joined the Gummy Corporation in 1946, and, uh, like, no joke like that. The the guys who work, the, there's no, like, SS uniform security guys who work for the This is not itchy and scratchy per- land. Exactly, yes, yeah. And so, unlike sexual harassment, Homer is actually guilty of many crimes. Murder. Like, he kills indiscriminately. Wow hundreds of people or maybe just makes them really wet and sticky i guess but like how do you even get away with walking away from that explosion yeah very public place he was thrown clear i think it was choreographed by the double dare people (laughs) super sloppy explosion and marge hauled ass with all that candy in her trash coat after it exploded too so ran faster than homer and that's well and i love the joke about pop rocks plus coke like so great yes i did this hard research on this guys Okay, so Pop Rocks, uh, it's a candy that was invented in 1975. It caused an urban legend about the kid Mikey from the Life cereal ads mm-hmm. uh, that he died he by ingesting it. a fatal combination of soda and Pop Rocks. If you don't know who Mikey is, this clip might help you. Ugh. What's this stuff? Some cereal. It's supposed to be good for you. Did you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. When you bring life home, 
You don't tell the kids it's one of those nutritional cereals you've been trying to Lie get. Lie to, to your eat. children. <laughs> yeah, so that's Mikey. But shouldn't have the, if I was a kid, I would have been fooled by, hey, there's a Quaker logo on here. No, no. no. That's why Captain Crunch didn't, it did fool me. That's, that's, a, like, that's the cereal I did get. That's yeah. a healthy and sober old man. He will not give me good cereal. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so this is interesting in that it is how, like, memes spread before the internet. Like, this, this meme spread so far and wide that people were calling this kid's mother to be like, we're yeah. so sorry what happened to your kid. And there was a similar From story. eating Pop Rocks and, and, and Coke. drinking Coke or something. I don't know how much he had to ingest. I'm sure it was different depending on what state you were in. But the story <laughs> had the same basic elements to it. And there was a similar story about Bubble Yum being full of spider eggs that I heard as a kid. Oh, like, wow. Containing spider I, eggs. I, I remember Yellow 5, which is an ingredient to make things yellow, shrinks your dick. That's, is that true? Yeah. I don't think it's true. I, I heard it's not true. I heard it was red something when I was a kid. That's why they got rid of red M&M's. Yeah, yeah. Well, well no, our, I think that was true. Okay. I, I miss tan M&M's. But uh, <laughs> when, I was, when, when we were young, I remember the one being that Marilyn Manson was the kid from Wonder Years. <laughs> and that, that he sawed the, off a rib and sucked yeah, his own dick. Yeah, he his own dick and yeah. then he tells people to kill themselves. Like, yeah. all those things. Fucking he, internet ruined all this that, shit. That's, well, that's why like I discovered the website Snopes in like mm-hmm. 1999 or 2000 or whatever. It was it was the first of just like you if you can't trust Snopes then nothing is true yeah, online so you exactly. kind of have to trust it. So but, uh, there's more to the story too. So this was such a serious thing for General Mills. They took oh out God. full page they took out full page ads in 45 publications and wrote letters to school principals saying Pop Rocks will not kill you. And eventually wow. it got so bad that they sold the candy to Kraft, <sighs> who who marketed under the name Action Candy. <laughs> and then after it all died down, Pop Rocks came back. But you know what? Pop Rocks suck. They're not a fun candy. I don't to like eat. it at all. There's no flavor. They're, the novelty is gone in like a second. They are little pockets of CO2 yeah. sealed in flavorless, nearly tasteless uh, sugar mm-hmm. that dissolves on your tongue. It's it's technically you shouldn't eat it at all. No, I, I mean, can you even eat it? It just beca- it just <laughs> disappears in your mouth. I'll, I'd rather just have Rice Krispies. Like, I can get the same sound effect. Yeah, let the milk that. do the work, not my tongue. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but Mikey I've, is still alive as of, as of 2012. He, I don't know if he yeah. exploded he, later. He went on to be in a bunch of those live cereal commercials. Okay. Like Mikey likes it. And, uh, and I do, I do want to say. Uh, see, I remember the Pop Rocks. This is how I know what era it's from. It was specifically with Crystal Pepsi. Mm. <laughs> Pop Rocks and Crystal Pepsi. You can Whoa. make a pipe bomb or something. <laughs> yeah, and that will make your stomach explode. That's that's how dated the rumor is. It, yeah. That's the last one I heard. Uh, so Homer's jump away from the explosion in slow motion. Jeffrey Lynch says on the commentary this is based on every Bruce Willis film, but clearly it is. I think it's the Die Hard ending. I, tr- of the- I think it's Die Hard 2. Oh. But then I looked into it. It also could be Hudson Hawk, which I refuse to watch for the purposes of this show. Yeah, no oh, yuck. No. <laughs> Written by the Heathers guy, though. Yeah, it was his second Fly shot at stardom. On a star. Great NES game. But, yes, <laughs> uh, but it did remind me of one of my favorite uh, songs of the Lonely Island. Cool guys don't look at explosions. They blow things up and then walk away. <laughs> Who's got time to watch an explosion? I I love that song, especially anytime Will Ferrell becomes Neil Diamond again is perfect. (laughs) And it shows clips of dozens of films have done the cool guy walk from explosion ones. One of the ones that most impresses me still is the one from from Dust Till Dawn where they are, they're not just doing a cool guy walk. They are saying dialogue in front of explosions like, if you fuck up this line, like, you can ADR uh, it, but they're the not going to build... They can't blow up that place again. It's the one time they can blow it up. They did that. It was the biggest stunt in the most recent and not great 
James Bond film Spectre, where they make the biggest natural explosion probably ever in a movie of its size, and they say a line of dialogue in front of it, and it's it's just like, geez, this is a big risk. But the one of my favorite walking from explosions is from the John Woo classic for a better tomorrow too, mm. where Chalian Fat blows up something and he's supposed to do the cool walk from explosion. But he was way too close to the door or the explosion was bigger than he thought it was. And it legitimately throws him forward and burns some wow. of his back. And so you get to watch. But Chalian Fat is so cool. That doesn't. They should it, have called it for a better tomorrow with the T.O. being like a two. Yeah. I would have preferred that. Sorry. For, for a better tomorrow, too, has one of the best ending fights in a movie. But it has to. It It's predicated on, well, Chalian Fat's back because his character had a twin brother in the last <laughs> movie. The, uh, There's but, always a twin brother. Yeah. So, so yeah. Homer actually is very guilty of crimes in this episode and it's completely forgotten you think rock bottom would have pulled up that like homer just killed hundreds <laughs> of people at this convention he destroyed the convention hall and uh and also yeah last thing about the homer dive forward i just love the silhouette on him the yes. fire it's not a surprise that jeffrey lynch would go on to animate tons of great action scenes including being the i believe lead animator of spider-man action That's in the right. raimi films we oh. did miss how uh homer used all of his skill to steal the venus de milo oh, yes, he just yes. punches through the glass all and grabs my it skill. punch yeah, yeah. if i may burn this one off as we're jesus 45 minutes <laughs> of leaving the candy we're almost at act one i mean act two two sorry. surviving musketeers i went to look up the origins of three musketeers Oh, yeah. One of my least middle favorite candy bar. No one's favorite candy bar. Mm. Three Musketeers. Why? I was like, why is it called that? It was It used to be Neapolitan. And it had three different flavors. And then they oh. found out, like the Simpsons joke, people only <laughs> ate the chocolate. So uh, it became one giant chocolate nougat thing instead of vanilla and, and strawberry. Wow. There you I go. I'm done. that, man. I wow. retire. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, well, we, we know too much now. And I also do all the animation of the kids crawling mm-hmm. under Marge's giant jacket That's to, so cool. to loosen Scrooge the Scrooge McDucking through candy. Yes. Yeah. Marge's attitude really changed after the convention. She seemed to be pissed off the entire time, but she's like happy to be home and like happy to like give the kids all the candy. Uh, well, the kids are ticked. Tickling her, yeah. but then when the candy all falls out of her, she I like the animation that she like exhaustedly sits down yeah. like, oh. I think that's also why she doesn't drive Ashley home, which he normally would, because she's like, I am spent. I've been carrying a hundred pounds of candy with me all day. And- I, I do like the line, though, so the piles of candy are on the ground and they can't find the gummy de Milo. And Homer says she can't have gotten far. She has no arms. It's like yes. it works on two levels. Like one, uh, it's just it's a piece of gummy. It's not a person. But also, you you would use your legs to run away, not your yes, arms. It's like that's so true. Yeah. And and I try to look. A billion people have made the gummy de Milo. Mm. So no, no one officially with the Simpsons license or an official gummy license. Just Etsy of candy. Of course, Venus well, de Milo is public domain. So yeah. well, gummy and, away, gentlemen. Yeah. And the gummy Venus also appeared as a power up in the Simpsons video, the Simpsons oh, yeah. game. You're it's right. Al- Homer transformed into his blob form. He would eat the gummy. Demi- oh. Jesus, that game sucks. It does <laughs> suck. It's really good if you're a Simpsons fan. Uh, and then Ashley is driven home by Homer, and she has, I would say, a very natural response to of a normal person mm-hmm. being around Homer. Oh, a graduate student, huh? How come you guys can go to the moon, but you can't make my shoes smell good? I'm sorry. Ah, nobody's blaming you. Hey. Could you take the wheel for a second? I have to scratch myself in two places at once. Just drop me off here. (laughs) Precious Venus. (gasps) 
thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he just eats it. Yeah. <sighs> it's like Paul Giamatti eating, uh-huh. like drinking his wine with a bucket of chicken in sideways. Like, didn't enjoy uh-huh. it. Didn't set up an event around I it. I just, I laughed. In first viewing, yeah. I like gasped and laughed so hard that Homer, all he wanted was to eat the rare candy. It was nothing to him. In, in terms of sound design, I think they amp up the shittiness of the car, too, yeah. to make this whole thing be even grosser for Ashley. Like, his yeah. car sounds even shittier than normal. It's like sputtering, you know? That's true. She's in a... I would see her being in a bad mental state, being around this gross guy who's just talking about just how he needs me to, off. like... Who left her in the wants, car for 20 minutes. Yes, who <laughs> wants to scratch himself in two places at once in front of her. And which are all things his family is just like, yeah, that's Homer. Yeah. Like, people who know him are just used to that being Homer. And then <sighs> I also do like that they show what Homer looks like from her viewpoint. Yeah, which great is drawing. a gross, oh. disgusting man who... What... If she felt a thing on her butt and uh, she feels movement on her butt and then sees this guy who she only knows as a vulgar man, what would you assume? And like, Homer is too clueless to be like, oh shit, I need to, t- I need to talk to her. I need to call yeah. her. I need to let her know what happened. Her reaction yeah. seemed normal to him or else. Thank you. Well, he didn't even know, like for Homer, I'm sure all he was thinking was, I'm going to eat this gummy now. Yeah. Like he's not thinking about her at That's all. That's got to be a fetish. Eating warm gummies a woman has sat on. Oh, it's gotta my God. Exist. Absolutely. There's I, at least three subreddits about that. It is gestating in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, in terms of Simpsons lexicon, Jesus Christ, his version of thank you, I, I definitely thank use you. it. However, I playing Destiny 2. Every time I'm revived into the microphone, thank you. Like every single time. Uh, uh, well, so then it's the next morning. I love the sound Bart and Lisa make as they're getting sick or eating candy, but don't want to give it away. They're like, they're like sadly uh, coveting it. Uh, <laughs> it's so great. Hey, kids, got some candy left for breakfast. Why don't we give it to some needy children then? We finally get into the actual plot of the episode. Oh no, the candy conventioneers tracked us down! There he is! There's the man that sexually harassed me! Oh. For a minute there, I thought I was in big trouble. It's just a... Go! Two, four, six, eight! Homer's crime was very great! Great meaning larger events we use it in the pejorative sense! Marge, I swear I didn't touch her. You know how bashful I am. I can't even say the word titmouse without giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> oh, Greg Daniels on this episode's uh, commentary talks about how uh, this era, especially of The Simpsons, sort of uh, pioneered the unrelated first act. And it was sort of a writer's cheat in that you can present an entire set piece with a collection of jokes, but also you, you would only need one plot-related act break. And it's hard to come up with two plot-related act breaks to get people uh, to keep to get people to be interested in a story, you know. So yeah, that's, that's it's a major cheat, but it's one that they used a lot. And he says it's a good thing. Yeah, no, I think it worked out pretty well. So, all right, what do you guys think of of Ashley's response to being sexually harassed? That she gets together a group of protesters to protest Homer's house. I, as, yeah, as, I think like <laughs> from her perception. I think the thank you is the icing on the cake. Can you imagine someone? Yes, just that's true. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I think that would make me more pissed. But no one's grabbed my ass in a while. I mean, I feel like it is weird that the uh, law was not involved, but also mm-hmm. uh, women 
don't often get the law involved because they don't want to be shamed. You yeah. know, they'll be shamed. The stats of being of actually bringing the guy to justice are are quite low. The burden of proof. And <laughs> and in normal reality, the police can only do so much. And in a world of police chief Wiggum, yeah. they can't do anything. Like, you, who's to say she didn't go to Wiggum and he then say like I do that every day? Who's that's not, is that sexual harassment? That's something too. The recent Anita Hill documentary is so amazing because the what our generation knows about sexual harassment and its better understanding of it hardly great but better was forged in the anita hill trial well it wasn't even a trial was a mm-hmm. questioning and just that the shit she went through you watch it it's full of men including joe biden who was a senator then saying well i mean is that really sexual i mean he yeah. just asked you all right it was all these guys saying like wait that's sexual harassment i thought women liked that you put was... the pubic hair in a can of coke uh-huh. i thought exactly. this was america that's the most notorious thing from that uh, trial or yes. questioning but i document is called anita but just to thank you. i will point out uh i love the show Ephesus for family i just got into yeah. it it's super great i think it's like the next king of the hill for me in I my really book like it. uh the second season uh has some episodes that are just like this is what sexual harassment was in the workplace for women yeah. and like kind of setting up like I mean the show is about how terrible the 70s were in yes. general but it's like here's how women the had show to you can deal smell. at work yeah <laughs> I can't watch it while eating it. it's too gross it is pretty it. gross but I love how but I, I love it it's about it is anti-nostalgia it's like the 70s were <laughs> fucking miserable everybody was racist and hate filled and yeah. unhappy everybody they sucked. ate poorly they made terrible decisions they didn't know better it's, it's they really were great scar- they were holding the scars of war all over them that they couldn't even deal with like so i think this episode also exists in a point in time where the mainstream men uh, the men the men of the mainstream world were kind of realizing what sexual harassment was and what they thought as innocent was mm-hmm. not so innocent and but especially and also maybe believing women just a tiny bit more maybe hmm. tiny it's just bit? locker room touching <laughs> <laughs> so this taught me this taught me the word pejorative and yeah. i also like marge's part saying some of their chants are very catchy and memorable <laughs> she's worried about that uh, but, i wrote down the signs uh touch a butt go to jail <laughs> you pinch we lynch thou shall not drive and of course homer, homer bad man. man uh so then homer tries to tell his side of the story which is quite unbelievable you grabbed me in the car oh that no i was just grabbing a gummy venus de milo that got stuck to your pants yeah right <laughs> that's the oldest excuse in the book <laughs> come on i'm a decent guy <laughs> <laughs> He lost all. He lost all sympathy he would get by accidentally Flashing. exposing himself to them. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of similar to Scotchtoberfest, actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, listening to Ashley Grant, I'm wondering did they try to cast a guest for her and just they couldn't? Because that's, that's Pamela Hayden who plays Millhouse. Yes, in that clip, sounds way too much like Millhouse yeah. with no video. That's true. He yeah. grabbed me. <laughs> this is this is boring statistic time mm-hmm. about like this is dealing with a false accusation of sexual harassment to mm-hmm. Homer. And I really don't want listeners, obviously I'm probably preaching the choir here, but I just don't want listeners to think that false accusations are a jo- are the real problem with sexual harassment, because I think that is a very male-focused take on sexual harassment and sexual assault of just like, well, what if somebody lies and say, I did it when I didn't? That That is the, if that is your main concern with sexual harassment and assault, you are not looking at it properly. This is... According to research I looked up, is that more than uh, is shown that little more than two percent of accusations that are actually filed as reported are false, and it is far, 
far more statistically likely that a victim will not report anything for fear of a trial or worse and that the, when the person even is taken to trial the odds are not great that they will actually even do jail time for what they are for in the trial that they will even be found guilty in general the justice system is more likely to trust the words of a man over a woman and the fear of false accusations of a man from sexual assault did not really reflect the very grim reality of sexual assault and violence in America so, and if the accusation happens at Fox News it's 100% true <laughs> yes there is there any true? man yes. at that company yeah. who has not been I know out? it's, it's really really crappy that i really wanted to like i wanted to dislike all the women at fox news all the fox news blonde ladies who all got hired but, but they're all being tortured but they, they're all victims they're mm-hmm. all like they're all victims of consistent sexual harassment by disgusting men horny old men yeah. and i feel i in a way i feel bad for the ugh, kelly's of the world who are on those not cha- me look they, they spread disinformation and horribleness just as much as anybody but that they thought they're like yeah i'm a republican too let's join in the club of hating hating different people different from us they're told like no 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 you aren't a human to me i i molest you they all had I, to see roger ale's cruel parody of a ugh, boner and ugh, you, just ugh. think about that he's a melted wax man ugh. i am so Pause the vomit, everybody. Get, get mad at me if you want. I'm glad he's dead. That guy is so... I'm so glad he he's He does dead. look like a paper mache sculpture of Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. Blech. Blech. Roger Hales. That's the end of me. All right. So anyway, that's... See, that's a mighty soapbox you were on, but like when the mics were off, Henry was advocating the three grabs and you're out politics. <laughs> this all happened. Uh, I'm telling you people. Uh, so, yeah, I also do like how Marge says, shantytown. Yeah, Some kind of shantytown. <laughs> and Homer's bad explanation of sexual harassment to the kids but that i i do like that a little boy's idea of a girl's butt is the source of all cooties that's it's a cute little line i also like how homer's depression outfit is his homer the heretic outfit which i don't think we've seen it's, it's the green robe with the bear slippers yeah. i think he, they pulled that from a season four pack he or put it back on he wore it briefly at the do what you feel festival okay. in uh, in the Brad right, Goodman yeah. episode. but that's the only other that's, time but that's I interesting that is his loose outfit well he mm-hmm. only well Oh, it's a sinner's outfit. And I don't trust this because it's from the Simpsons uh, Wikia page, which I feel like has reported this information before. It claims it's the first episode of The Simpsons ever to be rated 12 in the UK because of all the sexual references. I wouldn't be surprised. Peggy 12. could swear they they said that about another episode. So well, it's probably the next one. The next, I mean, one, next one is, is ultra certainly horny. dirty, as is, um, well, the one where Homer and Marge are basically nude for Natural born minutes. kissers, yes, yeah. Natural. I would think that one would get them in a lot of trouble. But the... Uh, the, I think Homer really was only wearing the robe for the joke of exposing himself, which so is good. just they, like God cut, is out to destroy him. Did they cut out the butts in The Simpsons at some point? After, After yeah. Janet Jackson, no and then more they came butts. Back. Mm. I've said it before, but uh, they did come back, but butt cracks are now blurred out. I remember kidding? I remember seeing one on American Dad shortly oh. afterwards and they blurred it out. I don't no. know if they've since rescinded that it's rule. It's the one thing everybody has. It's Nobody doesn't have a butt. It's one line. What, I, what's that going to do to people? I apologize to any listeners born without butts. Well, I, uh, well, since appearing on, uh, since going to TBS, a, I think American Dad finally does have butts again. They say God. shit all the time on that yeah. show. Just like, hey, we're on TBS now. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> like, American Dad is the best Seth MacFarlane show, probably because he is Seth, less involved. Sounds in like it. someone hasn't seen the Orville. Oh fuck that! <laughs> I I haven't, but we got to have Cat back on here. I didn't realize this show. The Orville really is just him hiring like 
bunch of people who worked on Star Trek to make a Star Trek show for him starring him. That's pretty nuts. Like, fuck you, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. He's like 15 Vanity Projects past his expiration date. Yeah, I, I saw her anyway. What if we make a movie where Charlene Thera, Charlize Theron kisses me a lot? <laughs> uh, so I do like that the... It's a very visual joke, so I don't have it here, but mm-hmm. the, the joke of the protesters following him to work, shaking his car, walking with him on the freeway somehow. There with me. Yeah, I love it. There with me. And like, I also like the quick throwaway line, we aren't too crazy about nuclear power either. It's like, I, I like that the, these protesters have, they have a lot of problems with Homer, not just not just the sexual harassment. His entire life is problematic. Homer's only problem, though, is the protesters. The media hasn't smelled blood in the water yet. I really love Homer's Homer's desperation when talking to Marge because he's just used, it's kind of similar to actually in a previous Greg Daniels script of him begging Lisa to fix his marriage. It's like, Please, I don't want to do anything. You always fix this problem. Just do it for me, please. And that, but but Marge can't do anything. And then we, and that also leads to the introduction of one of my favorite ever one-off characters. Marge, please, this is where I need you the most. I'm counting on you to do something or say something to make it all better. Okay, go. Homer, uh-huh. I already talked to the indignation coordinator out on the lawn today. <laughs> I told her you were a decent man, but she wouldn't listen. Besides standing by you and supporting you, there isn't anything more I can do. You mean I'm on my own? I've never been on my own. Oh, no. On own. On own. I need help. Oh, God, help me. Help me, God. I love it. Yellow. Hello, Homer. This is God. Brady Jones from the TV magazine show Rock Bottom. And it is Harry Shearer doing his God voice we heard in Homer the Heretic. That's true. It's just for that one joke, Godfrey Jones has to have that voice pretty much the rest of the episode. And we learned from uh, the season five uh, finale that Homer can only offer Marge complete and underdependence, which we're seeing in this scene. That's Mm -hmm. quite true, yeah. that I also love his just deliberate yellow. Yellow. I mean, yellow is Homer's catchphrase. You played the Simpsons arcade game, right? That's (laughs) true, yeah. And also I like how he says Sasquatch. Dan Castaneda says Sasquatch like he's never seen the word before. He says Sasquatch. Sasquatch. (laughs) Bless you, Chris. So, so... All right. I, so I, I was curious, what show are they basing this off of? And I instantly thought of hard copy. Absolutely. Rather than doing the research, was it kind of... It's a, which was a tabloidy, pre-TMZ, Fox News baby syndicated show that aired in uh, daily and afternoons. But if you go to the hard copy wiki, uh, a wiki... The second entry is this episode. It yes, is 100% uh, hard copy. The mm-hmm. the sound of the rock bottom screen oh, is 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 well okay, but <laughs> the the setup of the the naming of segments, yeah. mm-hmm. the presentation of stuff uh, like okay, so I looked up this is a this is the opening to a 1994 episode of Hard Copy just so you know what it was like currently then. Roseanne Arnold bears her soul about her broken marriage. Roseanne claims that Tom beat her, humiliated her in public, and even threatened to kill one of her bodyguards. It's the queen of comedy's sad story that she's living in fear of the man she once loved. So much fear that she's fled the country. And from behind the walls of Roseanne's home, it's the heartbreaking details of a marriage gone bad. 
Nothing wrong with so yeah, I mean, you can't see this at home because it's a podcast. But mm-hmm. the ominous zooms, yeah. the, the like the zooms, the, the reusing of public domain that footage. Is, yeah. rock, that is rock bottom to a T. Yeah, Jesus it's, Christ, it's rock bottom to a T. And even actually, you know what? Let me go back to that clip because I want to fast forward to the host, and you can hear how similar he is to present uh, Godfrey Jones presenting things. She called herself Roseanne X. Very. so well also i watched the rest of that thing they're like roseanne bears her soul not to them Mm -hmm. they're they're reading things from a court case and then they hire a science titian basically to read you what was said it's uh, over sensationalized dramatic news stories that may or may not be true elton john sued them yes for claiming he had aids and they trying to move to atlanta (laughs) to be close to an aids thing a dirty dirty i mean out of the i'll I'll get to the elton john thing when we get to the apology at the end there was a triforce of these shows there was hard copy inside edition and a current affair and i think bill o'reilly is the only one who rose to the top and then was you know kicked out for sexual harassment. So uh, yes, yeah, well, uh, he, his gross clammy body. Yes, Nobody wants that. He's sixty. Boy, it's funny. It no words there. It is funny to see. This Play us inter- out. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> this intersection of Bill O'Reilly oh, so in, in both the topics of, of of rock bottom and sexual harassment. But that was <laughs> he was exactly the Godfrey Jones type. He was just he was a news reader that, that and a presenter it. of things. He's not a journalist. Mm-hmm. He's just a professional opinion have her it's and and that are fed to him to make you angry about things and same i'm actually shocked that 94 episode is not all oj but they're probably like look we did oj all week there's something new with roseanne let's just do roseanne oh man they probably just fed off of oj for years and and years that perfect it's something like tim and Aaron. so many great comedies of today have done of just the the zoom in on grainy vhs footage like well how do we make tom arnold walking look more ominous zoom in a little more. the only thing i learned from that video that you couldn't see and i never knew this that tom arnold's middle name is Dwayne. what a a dweeb (laughs) because it's it's slowly panning over his restraint keep that fact in your pocket Mm -hmm. uh so homer trusting rock bottom even Mm. though they did that great piece on sasquatch he does seemingly an innocent interview with them explaining his side of the story and uh, is excited to see what's going to come next. This is almost as good as the Killbot Factory. Almost. This, this, This is a minute long, but it's all perfect. Here comes the bouncing ball of justice. Tonight on Rock Bottom. We go undercover at a sex farm for sex hookers. I keep telling you, I just grow thorgum here. Uh-huh. And where are the hookers? Round Bay. Oops. But first, she was a university honors student who devoted her life to kids. Until the night a grossly overweight pervert <laughs> named Homer Simpson gave her a crash course in depravity, babysitter, and the beast. Aw, oh, crap. <laughs> Somebody had to take the babysitter home. Then I noticed she was sitting on her sweet can. I grab her sweet can. Oh, just thinking about her can. I just wish I had her sweet, 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 sweet can. So, Mr. Simpson, you admit you grabbed her can. What do you have to say in your defense? Huh. Mr. Simpson, your silence will only incriminate you further. No, Mr. Simpson, don't take your anger out on me. Get back, get back. 
Mr. Simpson, no! Dramatization may not have happened. Uh, that's my favorite it's like line two, ever. Two Harry Shearer voices in a row. I can't yeah. even do it that fast. The perfect legal cover. <laughs> they're zooming in on the, the the frozen VHS frame of Homer with Kids. a bad tracking line that's at the bottom. That's a tracking error. Yeah. Yes, uh, just love, just love, and, and with the music over, too. And same, bomb. too. The perfect animation. I've heard many animators say that slow motion is the hardest thing to animate. And just the great slow motion yeah. of Homer reaching for his keys yeah. to try to make that look ominous because they just like filmed him from the bushes to, uh, really, and Godfrey really good. Jones is outside and Homer is inside on a set yes. for yeah, the interview usually, I don't know what you guys do with deleted scenes now but mm-hmm. uh, but the, when, when the actual interview is being conducted before it's chopped up into that clip it ends with a woman's footsteps running out of the room and slamming the door which yeah. leads me to believe there's a, a cut joke after that I think we'll get to it yeah, yeah I mean uh, after the interview Homer says like I liked your piece on Sasquatch or can I meet Sasquatch and then yeah. a woman runs out of the room so but, it doesn't really make sense yeah, right, they, yeah. they give her footsteps mm-hmm. they give the, all that sound effects so, door slamming, so, I wonder so. what happens maybe he thought he was going to interview Ashley or he's like oh, is Ashley here too I, am, I, I imagine what I imagine is them over explaining the joke we just saw the result of yeah, like, yeah. we yeah. will get to the deleted scene soon so uh, but that, when the scene's uh, over I was like I just love the delivery of a sex farm for, for sex, sex hookers. Organization made an ad. It's just perfect. And the way he screams, "No, Mister, your your silence will only incriminate you further." Just that it makes him. They all but say, "Like you are guilty, Homer." Which the, that is the only problem with it, though. Like I know. In the real world, Hard Copy would have done a show the next night to say that Ashley was guilty and have done the yeah, same yeah. thing. They would have played both sides because that would have given them more content and fed the media hole that is their company. They clearly don't care about justice. It's all yes. about entertainment. Uh, and and then Hard Copy goes straight into another of... Uh, rock Bottom goes straight into another of my favorite ever Oh, it's scenes. so great how the plot just screeches to a halt for this fantasy sequence. It's yes. amazing. And I love the song, too. We're going to start a new life. Under the sea. Hmm. Under the sea, under the sea. There'll be no accusations, just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Hitting everybody. Homer, oh, that's your solution to everything. To move under the sea. It's not gonna happen. Not with that attitude. Somebody didn't play Bioshock. <laughs> at, at karaoke, whenever anyone puts on Under the Sea, I try to sing along with these lyrics. Because they're better, frankly. Well, dude, this, th- that song is so much better than the official Kingdom Hearts music. Oh, you're Kingdom right. Hearts oh, too. that's like, terrible. Every bit of orchestration in that song is better mm. than what's done with actual Ariel. Al Clawson and his team Ugh. did an amazing job. And I also think, too, as we saw in Itchy and Scratchy Land, if you ask animators to parody Disney, they're going to work, at least the Simpsons animators, they worked extra hard to kept get... A, they keep away from that. Per, well, no, when they have the slugs dancing together, like, no, that's No, 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 I mean, for, for the Simpsons in general, as an oh, animated yes, program, yeah. has kept away from almost all Disney... All the Disney references worm their way into Itchy and Scratchy-based episodes. Mm-hmm. They yeah. almost never do anything I mean, like I, I know David Merkin hates Disney. I feel like this was yes. his idea. He wanted he, to see all those creatures get eaten. Yeah, I know. He saw Little Mermaid... Like, 
like two years before production on the show, three years, and then mm-hmm. just like hey, fuck those, fuck those cute animals dancing around to under the sea. Uh, Homer should eat all of them and kill them. Mm-hmm. And just that he, uh, b- big credit to Dan too for keeping the Homer voice while also hitting Jesus. the. Yeah. That was a great, yeah, great performance. He that, that note was a long note too. Yes, yeah. So. The rock bottom sequence, obviously, is when the go sign goes for all the rest of media to attack Homer and go after him. And uh, that leads to the scene that I recall being in the ad for this episode that made me go like, what the hell is this episode about? Simpson scandal update. Homer sleeps nude in an oxygen tent, which he believes gives him sexual powers. Hey, that's a half truth. Huh. <laughs> I don't know Homer Simpson. I I never met Homer Simpson or had any contact with him, but... (laughs) I'm sorry, I I can't go on. (laughs) That's okay. Your tears say more than real evidence ever could. That's the line I hate most in this episode, and I did want to include that because... Yeah, it's an ugly line. That is the kind of shit that feeds into false accusations to say Mm. that women cry on TV, and that means more than real evidence ever could. Like, Mm. that's... I really don't like the spirit behind that joke, and I feel like the even the writers on the show wouldn't make that joke now. I want to believe that, like, but it's just yuck. I don't like that. Sally Jesse Raphael would absolutely have shows. <laughs> oh, like sure, that, yeah. for sure. Let's Skype Greg Daniels right now. Yes, yeah, yeah but the uh, but but also though the sleeps nude in an oxygen tent that was in the ad for the episode, and I was just like. Why is Homer, it was another nudity from Homer, and then just him falling down, like, why is this episode about this? And I also was not aware of, it was another Michael Jackson reference, which we've actually already, if you listen to Talking Critic, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, uh, on there we talked about the vitiligo line that Michael Jackson did to Oprah when he just talked about his vitiligo problems, and how it was parodied is vitilardo. There were so many of these Michael Jackson interviews where people were just like, what the fuck, dude? Yes, that was basically yeah. the, the whole point of the interview. Like, what the fuck? So this is from the same interview where Oprah is asking him about the rumors that inspire that joke mm-hmm. of Michael Jackson sleeps in an oxygen tank. All over the house upstairs when you weren't looking, looking for that oxygen <laughs> chamber. <laughs> I cannot find the oxygen chamber anywhere in the house. That, that story is so crazy. I mean, it's one of those tabloid things. Uh, it was completely made up. <laughs> okay, but there you are in something there. There's a picture of you. Well, where did that come from? Let's, there, where, how did it get started? I did a commercial for mm-hmm. Pepsi, mm-hmm. and I was. You can finish the end of that story. I want to say like, shout out to Doo fan for that great capture. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so yes, he was he was horribly uh, he uh, Michael Michael Jackson's story was that he was burned and he was doing that to recover from bur- horrible burns. Well, he was burned on that diet yes, Pepsi he was, ad horribly. Yeah. It's uh, but uh, but Doodoo fan, Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, Apparently, strange. Michael Jackson fan as well. The YouTube channel, Jesus. It's well, they're mm. the only ones who are uploading this Oprah stuff. They can get it's around Harpo's look. I shouldn't dwell on this. No one can see it. Doodoo <laughs> fan, Doodoo uh, fan. But so that's where the <laughs> sleeps in an oxygen tent thing comes from. Mm. That Homer, but I just love how he says sexual powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. I pretty much just have every clip from the TV because they're all the best all scenes. Great. This this joke. I was desperate. Yeah. This had a real world foundation. <laughs> I, I love it. Today on Ben, mothers and runaway daughters reunited by their hatred of Homer Simpson. And here's your host, Gentle Ben. I just have one thing to say. 
Let's have less Homer Simpsons <laughs> and more money for public schools. I agree. Ben, I have a question. <laughs> no, Ben, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just wants to eat the food. This is, this, God, I love yeah. everything about this. I wish it. I wish somebody actually bothered to do this. Strap a microphone uh, to a bear's head and have him host a talk show. So I, I do. I do love the uh, the technical difficulty sign. It's someone speaking heartfully into Ben's mic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's so great. And the, the joke they're making is anyone can host a yeah. talk show. You just staple a microphone to somebody and they can do it. Yeah. And these there shows were, I, are so easy. I watched so many of these these daytime talk shows Absolutely. growing up, especially when I was sick. And there was always the audience members that's like, I think cheating is wrong. And everyone stands up and claps. Yes. It's just like these yeah. broad things that everyone agrees with. The, the best is that Mr. Show lifeboat, <laughs> yeah. lifeboat <laughs> sketch that is a... <laughs> A talk show that crashes on a cruise ship, and all the survivors do the talk show anyway. God don't make what, no trash. God, because life is precious in God uh, in, in the, the Bible. Bible. Exactly. Who, who, who? And uh, apparently, that people people have gone on TV to say that Mr. Show. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm a fuck me lo- a fish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking love that Fabian line. Like I was on an island. Oh, Patty Prince looking motherfucker. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> and the other one they did too. Of uh, they, Mr. Show did basically every sketch twice, but it's slightly. <laughs> but the one of of uh, them being in the audience, the guy them snapping back at each other. Oh, yeah. that was, uh, but but Gentle Ben was a, a real, real show, show based yeah. on a book, hey, but also a rip off of Flipper. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, well, Flipper's popular. Well, let's Flipper get Clint Howard, young Clint Howard. Yes. Yeah, listen to the Gilbert Gottfried podcast to hear stories about that show, him and being on it. Looking at the video, I was like, is it good to have a child actor around a bear all it the time? It seems bad. He talks about on that podcast how like to get Ben to do anything, it was all food related. So <laughs> watching this Simpsons clip again, it's like, oh yeah, that's all the bear cares about is eating the food. Yeah. Uh, Clint Howard, famous as the Tranya drinking space alien. <laughs> I prefer him as Ice Cream Man or whatever the fuck that movie was. <laughs> Ugh, no, but Clint Howard, it's always fun to watch a Ron Howard movie and then see like, oh, there's a Clint Howard cameo. He always puts mm-hmm. his brother in it. And I look forward to seeing him in the Han Solo movie. Oh, which, Jesus. Uh, but so that's... It's one thing to look forward to in that uh, movie. Yeah. All right. I think, I, I think this is the line of the show, the next parody, though. What sure. That's the joke. <laughs> and now we return to Fox Night at the Movies. Homer's Portrait of an Ass Grabber, starring Dennis Fromms. Portrait. Sounds classy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? <laughs> no, Mr. Simpson, a cat is a living creature. I don't care. Wilson! <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm going to grab me something sweet. No, Mr. Simpson. That's sexual harassment. Uh-huh. If you keep it up, I'll yell so loud the whole country will hear. <laughs> With a man in the White House? <laughs> Not likely. <laughs> oh, man. I just love... Yeah. This is... With a man in the White House? Not likely. And they turn Ashley into a child in, like, a Sunday school dress <laughs> yes. and pigtails and everything. Just, but... T- Dennis Franz fucking rules in this. He is he is perfect yeah. as Homer Simpson, and it's funny too that later Homer will talk about how he he wants to wear a uh, button up short sleeve shirt with a tie because Sipowitz does it, which is the role of the main Dennis Franz. I think most famous. Oh yeah, I I love Dennis Franz, and like he's great as a complete low life in the film Blowout in the Brian De Palma mm. film Blowout. He he was always just a character actor, which means ugly actor. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> and but he, he was. I love. I, 
there's no time for this. They, he was their second choice, and they yeah. wouldn't reveal who was first. It's they, annoying. They just said barrel-chested actor, and I love trying to think about God, it. God, I wonder who it is. Brian but, Dennehy. I want it to be mm, Brian Dennehy. John Goodman. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet it. I bet you it was John Goodman. I, I, I bet yeah, you. I think so. But I want to say that uh, this is lost of time, and it's all visual, but the Fox Night at the Movies was real. It was a real yes. uh, showcase for Fox movies and for t- movies they bought to air later on TV. Yeah, and the 19- intro that you see mm-hmm. is like, Perfect. It's yeah. the perfect parody of that Fox Night at the Movies thing. On our show 302010, the 1987, the 80s portion of the three decade mm-hmm. segments is those TV movies are just nah, it's yeah, something that doesn't happen anymore. I remember I pulled up on 302010 that TV, that Dean Koontz TV movie, yeah. which is like, oh, this is a horrifying film about a sociopathic murderer. Yet somehow PG for television, ripped yes. from the headlines, but totally fake. No real uh, blood, but he'll he'll just describe in detail that he will massacre her face until she, she, her mind breaks. Oh, you're yeah, like, right, that right. thing. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at a, I was looking at a list of all of these made-for-TV Fox movies, and most of them have a colon in them. Like yes. something, something, the something story. Like Homer says, it's yes. classy. It's Having a colon makes it classy. And like, though I thought of it as Portrait of an Ass Grabber was a parody of Henry whatever portrait of, of a serial, serial killer, killer starring yeah. uh crazy michael person, rooker michael, michael rooker. rooker old mr spending himself that guy's nuts but i love him i love him buddy uh and so and I, I just got the, just the line of with a man in the with white house in the white house <laughs> not likely which uh then even kent brockman the local news gets in on the action this is hour 57 of our live round the clock coverage outside the simpson estate Remember, by the way, to tune in tonight at 8 o'clock for highlights of today's vigil, including when the garbage man came and when Marge Simpson put the cat out. (laughs) Possibly because it was harassed, we don't know. (laughs) Of course, there's no way to see into the Simpson home without some kind of infrared (laughs) heat-sensitive camera. So let's turn it on. (laughs) Now, this technology is new to me, but I'm pretty sure that's Homer Simpson in the oven, rotating slowly. His body temperature has risen to over 400 degrees. He's literally stewing in his own juices. Now, here are some results from our phone-in poll. 95% of the people believe Homer Simpson is guilty. Now, of course, this is just a television poll, which is not legally binding, unless Proposition 304 passes, and we all pray it will. <laughs> That's a great American Idol-style justice. Yeah, we all pray it will. Like... Uh, I, we skipped this. Uh, actually, we, we passed by, but I want to ask you guys, what do you prefer? Do you like Homer S., Portrait of an Ass Grabber, or Blood on the Blackboard, the Bart Simpson story? <laughs> I love Portrait of an Ass Grabber. I also uh, yeah. like how they call it Homer S. It's like a yeah. legal thing. It is, oh, it's totally a legal yeah. thing, too. Je- well, though, just like in Blood on the Blackboard, I'm like, well, they changed it just enough that they don't have to pay us. Yeah, Same those sleazy deal. Hollywood producers. <laughs> yeah, just. It's right, but that I love the little touch of in, and I, I, I'd want to know. Like, they don't talk about it. How they animated the heat signature stuff, like it was so. It like looked early computer effect, yeah. yeah but just... That you can see Homer live putting his head in his hands in sadness yeah. while watching it, and just that he that he also though it's pretty impressive. They have a rotisserie in their oven. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fancy. The, the Simpsons, but for five dollars an hour. Yes, but so. Yeah, wait a minute. So watching TV is a hallmark of the Gene and Reese eras, but this episode does a ton of TV stuff, but more so in the Gene and Reese episodes, those are just like Homer watches TV, and mm-hmm. then the plot continues. All of this 
TV jokes are related directly to the yeah. plot. They, they're more earned than just, it's a commercial for the new Star Trek movie. Yeah, I thought that I, I would love nothing more than a Springfield frenzy, but a, a media frenzy <laughs> is just as fun in an episode yeah. of Simpsons. Well, this is, in general, about an irresponsible media that mm. are try a person before the courts can, which... That is a problem of the media in general. It is uh, it is it is a separate thing from yeah. talking about the false accusation hysteria in. in They've already decided he's guilty, but they have no legal power yet <laughs> yes, to put him in jail. They really want it, and and I also do like that Homer. Uh, I well, first I love the tease that Homer is going to be saved by his friends, like that uh-huh. is a Frank Capra style thing. Like, see, oh, you don't, but really they. They obviously want to sell out and make money off of knowing Homer. Mostly like lowballing it. Only 10 Gs? Yeah. Well, they're starting the bidding at oh, 10 well, Gs. Oh, it starts at 10 Gs. That's it's right. It's going up. It's going up. 10 more Gs. We got the real dirt. Got the real dirt. Well, they do. They actually have seen Homer commit many crimes. If they only told them about things we've seen Homer do on camera, the media would last forever with that. Like, they, they would be totally fine. And as a kid, it really clicked with me hearing Bart say, like, uh, Bart and Lisa say, well, we trust TV more than you because it spent more time raising <laughs> us than you. Like you, you even Homer trusts the TV. You know, totally, just, like, yeah. he's so conflicted. Like TV taught TV's me so much. Always yeah. right. <laughs> then that I, and the joke that he's asking the kids. Are you hugging the TV? They say no, and then they start kissing it. Like, ah, we're not. That's a great act anymore. break that yes. ends on the bar kissing yeah. the TV. Uh, and then it's very weird that the show had been pro Letterman just a couple a year ago. <laughs> And though this is totally a joke about Letterman getting bad and running a joke into the ground. And the number one reference that I am running into the ground is Homer Simpson. Ay, 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 es Homer Simpson. Me ha molestado. Oh. Oh. I like it better when they're making fun of people who aren't me. (laughs) I know. Evening at the Improv. They never talk about anything beyond the 1980s. See, I think about weird stuff. Like, what would happen if E.T. and Mr. T. had a baby? (laughs) Well, you'd get Mr. E.T., wouldn't you? And, you know, I think he'd sound a little something like this. (laughs) Ah, pity the fool who doesn't phone home. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to be Mr. T. right now. So the Letterman thing, I think, is a, a specific reference oh, yeah. to how he he loved the name Joey Buttafuoco, mm-hmm. and it would just be a, a, a non-sequitur punchline. It would show up in top ten lists, mm-hmm. and he would just get a laugh by saying, Joey Buttafuoco, because the word butt's in there, the word fuck, fuck is, is almost in there. In there. But it just, a fuck Yeah, right. and it, it's a fucked up story it where... It sounds like something in Italian... Brooklyn dude would yeah. call a gay guy. It's about uh, Long gone, Island. Go. I mean, it's a story of Long Island trash, of course. Uh, <laughs> he's a thir- late 30s guy. He gets into a relationship with a 17-year-old girl mm-hmm. who later shoots his wife in the face. Oof. And she lives. And she lives. And it, it was more of those things that you look back now, like this was the media's practice for OJ. That mm-hmm. they It was all these things that lead up to OJ, like it, the Menendez brothers. Bobbitt. A Bobbitt, all these things yeah. that then eventually pay off with like, oh no, the OJ is the is the nuclear bomb going off. All the rest were like smaller bombs. But yeah, the Joey Buttafuoco also reminded me of my favorite one of my favorite jokes on news radio, which is it's a cold open. Andy Dick's character Matthew leaves from just doing the news. And they say like, so Matthew, you know the name is pronounced Joey 
but a Fuko, right? He's like, huh? oh, what? Like, <laughs> That's great. Uh, and just because I'm a nerd and I've used this sound effect in some videos, <laughs> David Letterman's audience is the same audience from The Simpsons Married with Children parody. Wow. It's exact, awesome. Yeah, it's the exact same. Uh, trust me, watch the video where I go to the monkey park. I use it quite a bit to <laughs> highlight monkeys fucking. And uh, the evening at the improv was still on TV then. Actually, I... About that bad. I watched a lot of it as a kid. I watched a ton of it too. As a kid, you want to see all the stand up you can, and so a weekly show that's all of it. I I was the story of cable is the story of exploiting stand up as a business and a lot of shitty comics. It made me think I hated stand up. Those comics were doing work for exposure Mm -hmm. and hoping that eventually they'd be become the next Tim Allen. I think it was on it like every night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So though, I found a very fitting uh, episode of Evening at the Improv right here. Tonight, on location from the Chicago home of America's premier comedy showcase, it's A&E's and Evening at the Improv. Tonight, starring Mr. T. And featuring the comedy of George Lopez, Jeff Oh my Dunham, God, it's a murderous row. Anthony Griffin and Vic Dunlop. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, he That's had a uh, ping pong ball uh, in his baby, eyes, baby a, doll arm. Yeah. That's my okay. new sort of profile pick. They Jesus. said live from Chicago, but they scroll past the Hollywood, Hollywood sign on the intro. They're not going to change their what opening. What the hell's up but with that? I just love that. I just love that. If you watch it, you can look it up. Mister, Just search Mr. I T. Evening of the Improv. Is it, it all mother-based comedy? Well, no. It's about... Uh, it's all gold-based. He, oh. he basically does two minutes of jokes about gold, which, by the way, like Mr. T. I love you, Mr. T. Mm-hmm. What you aren't is a stand-up. And you should not be hosting a stand-up show. But they basically give him two minutes of like trash to say. He's like, and now actual comedians. And one, or then second, I got Jeff Dunham. Is just Jeff Dunham now. It's him with Peanut. It's just... He has been the same guy for th- over 30 years. Wow. He just put up a new thing on Netflix. A new one of just more. Yeah, like, he but Tommy just Blades. got more racist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like on early MST3K, uh, Woozle, his name is Peanut. It's a Jeff Dunham reference. Mm, man. Yeah. Uh, I bet. I mean, I mean Joel Hodgson probably worked with him. I'm yeah. sure he probably went buddies. on tons of tours with Jeff mm-hmm. Dunham. Yeah, well, and same with. Well, and though, meanwhile, the other guys on there are such a parody of like. You've got black guy with Anthony Griffin. You've got prop guy Vic Dunlop, <laughs> and then you've got angry Tommy Blaze. Weird like, prop guy with no more than three minutes. Yes, <laughs> he died of cocaine. Over to I, I don't know that about Vic Dunlop. He's, He's probably a listener. We're sorry. Yeah, sorry, Vic Dunlop. But uh, so that is what Evening at the Improv is. And so saying that it's stuck in the eighties, it mm-hmm. is the. I just love the guy they create there of this wannabe Jerry Seinfeld who tells. You know, I think about crazy things, like which is just a a, a, a terrible a bad hacky setup. in into a bad. Yeah. Uh, Henry, a bad the beginning act. of a great Quentin Tarantino impression. <laughs> yeah. Just keep trying. Saying, <laughs> I think it goes something I, like this. I think it goes something like this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and ripping then off just, Bob Newhart too, and then just his extra hand most like, hey, come on, more laughs, laugh harder, people. So then Lisa comes to Homer with the idea of going on public television, which. Technically, still exists, but in a world public of YouTube, access. public access, you don't really need it. It's very weird. I think you're what by the government mandate, mm-hmm. 
as the public, you're allowed this one channel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't know how it still works. I haven't watched. I watched. I flipped to the Berkeley Public Access channel about eight years ago, and the one time I did it, it was two nudists talking and just like, but about growing up as as uh, of people of Hispanic heritage. Because in you America. can't curse and be nude on this one channel as well. But they were just two a nude woman and a nude man with about two feet apart of uh, distance between them, and also. So you could tell in their apartment where they were filming it was a big window that they had to like put a bed sheet <laughs> over to film it. So in my hometown, uh, people would film their barbecues and put them on public access or like make extremely excruciatingly long rap videos oh. that were like 13 minutes oh. long and put them on TV. But this actually reminded me, this episode reminded me of one thing I saw in public access. I was just, fl- I, fl- I flipped it on to like, what kind of weird thing will I see? It was a dude just on a couch in a really shitty house being interviewed by somebody. And it was basically like, he bought time on public access to talk about how he was convicted of child molestation and how he was actually innocent. Whoa. So this was his innocence report. Wow. This really happened, man. man. Well, I walk by the public access station of Berkeley a lot because it is in the high school that I... I live two blocks from the high school. Here's my address, folks. But but I do live... Find Henry and kill him. You can be the next host. But I do live near the high school, and when I walk home from the grocery store, I just see the one door of, like, the berkeley public access station come in here film stuff like you gotta do it i yeah I, and, and it also couldn't be any worse than our youtube channel <laughs> every great crazy person on tim and eric's awesome show great job they were found through public access yeah. they were all the either James unfunny loki local comedians or special young guys like uh, liebehart who just uh There's, i know that has some success stories like Tom Green or Squirt James Wall. Beach Blast. Was that where the Chris Gethard show came from? Uh, Yeah, it was. It was local public access Mm -hmm. too. Chris Gethard show is great. Mm -hmm. Like I love, I love Chris Gethard. Mm -hmm. He he is his podcasts are amazing. His shows are amazing. I saw James Qual sing Beach Blast live in Cleveland. Oh wow! I I have that. Did you lose a bet? Uh, No, no. I paid for this. (laughs) If you want to feel old, know that they're doing the tenth anniversary tour of Tim and Eric. Uh, Right. That's of the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Tom Goes to the Mayor is more than 15 years old. Like, in the original video they made, I think it was like 2000. That's how fucking old we are. So (laughs) so then they... (laughs) I counted the stars on that flag. 38 stars, not 49. And Missouri became a state in 1821, which makes Abe 200 years old if he won't recognize Missouri. And it's it's a wonderful state. I did a little bit of that research, too. Mm -hmm. It's the 24... It's the right in the middle of states founded it's the 24th state wasn't it the one that caused the, the civil war right or it was the well it was just say slavery when they would make <laughs> well it was slavery related it was i i'm going to probably have some factual accuracy here but you see when our country was made on the wonderful compromise of having some free states and some slave states great great part of our history centrism there. it always works yep our, yeah, it didn't lead to a giant civil war and in atrocities. but anyway anytime they would make a new state they'd have to make two states because the slave states would say well if you, if you make another state that's a free state it will outnumber slave states and then we get double get, carolinas and then you'll get rid of if you do we that get two virginias you'll somehow get rid of slavery which would be terrible <laughs> so every time they do it they'd have to do two at a time and i believe it was when it came to missouri they're like we don't have another territory that could become a state right now but we want to make missouri a state and they had to make some crazy compromise read about it in your history books kids but it was it was a very important state in 
the road to the Abe Civil War. Abe is still War. bitter about it. Yes, mm. yeah. Uh, then we get Homer's innocence report, which is, uh, honestly, he doesn't share any facts. He just shares feelings. And as we know, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> now it's time for the innocence report with Homer Simpson. Hello, I am Homer Simpson. Or as some of you wags have dubbed me, Father Goose. <laughs> you know, everybody believed the worst about me right away. Nobody cares that I didn't do it, but I did it. Okay, look, I've done some bad things in my life, but harassing women is not one of them. Like one time, I have this race with this stupid old-timey bicycle with the big wheel in front, so I figure we'll see about that. So I get this big chunk of cinder block, and I... Oh, gotta go. Innocent! Great, great, great Marge noises, like... Yeah, I also like. The, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> the little, I like the little touch of uh, Bart manning the camera and how he goes like under and yeah. up to shoot him, and and that I would think in the real world Homer's thing would have just been re-edited again by Rock Bottom to just be another story. Like Homer admits that he does harass women in new video. Uh, I think it's a great touch that the squeaky voice teen <laughs> is the producer as well. The switchboards are lighting up. <laughs> Two calls. That's our best ever. <laughs> Hello? No, Janice doesn't live here. <laughs> Hello? Yes, I am interested in long-distance savings. Very interested. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I get a phone solicitor call, I do think of, like, very interested. He's a loser who's excited about this call, but he also thinks he's savvy. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna play hardball with these guys. Like, <laughs> let's true. talk. That's true. <laughs> let's make some deals. Uh, and, uh... This was the introduction to the idea of Prozac for me, which uh, I've never taken that antidepressant. I but, did once. It was awesome. Uh, I it again. I've, I've mainly been given serotonin uppers, which, you know, work briefly, but then you think you're fine and you stop taking them. And eh, anyway, but then homemade Prozac needs more ice cream. I love that too. <laughs> and, uh, and then Willie actually saves the day after multiple episodes of him failing to save turtles, of failing to save the family in every, in every dimension of the heart episode uh, he then actually saves the day i love amateur video and your show is the most amateur video i ever saw <laughs> my hubby is secretly videotaping couples and cars i didn't come forward because in this country it makes you look like a pervert but every single scottish person does it <laughs> i just stick for willie <laughs> oh baby oh yeah Oh, baby. Oh, no, that's Mayor Quimby. Ah, here we go. Precious Venus. Thank you. Dad, this clears you completely. You know, the courts might not work anymore, but as long as everybody is videotaping everyone else, justice will be done. That is truer now more than ever, except when you're videotaping cops. Yeah, yeah. That still I, doesn't work. No. Like, he just shot my husband. I don't care. <laughs> uh, we maybe saw a video, but, well, the laws are fucked up. <laughs> just, it's, but everybody is at videotaping everybody else now, which is good. But, uh, it, it's You're a net in a super, positive. super surveillance state. Yeah. Not just yeah. by the government, but we all have cameras on the, all, all the time on ourselves. So, mm-hmm. yeah. that's. I mean, I just recently saw a video from a uh, Portland thing of a cop... Um, perhaps being less nice uh, arresting someone than they should be and he's being filmed by tons of the arrest being filmed by tons of people and he throws a flashbang at one person to, to stop them from filming it's like 
dude, you're making everybody, everyone else filmed it. Like this, this was even worse than if you'd done it. Like, but so I, I, Marge's acceptance that the courts don't even work anymore. Well, the courts might not work anymore as if they ever did, but, um, but just that Marge is an extra cynical line for Marge to give. Yeah. And then also though, Willie, Willie saving the day, like he's in more, I don't want to spoil our season wrap up, but like Willie has to be the, the, all-star of this season they the writers have fallen in uh, love with groundskeeper will you use me skinner yeah i use me every scottish person does it I desperately wish there was some foundation reality for that yeah for that uh, scottish Jesus listeners Christ. let us know i know Please. you wear kilts and play golf but do you uh, videotape people without consent in their cars i need to know oh yeah the guy on the velocity who kicks homer in the face too i i like that it's, <laughs> it i love these bronson boys yep. you don't like the old timey bikes huh yes uh, so it is nice though too that ashley ashley isn't made to really apologize like she apologizes to homer but it's not about shaming her in the media homer accepts her apology just one-on-one which involves her saying homer is an animal yes like, which he you're agrees both right with, yeah <laughs> and that lisa the lisa's on her side too yeah I like that so then rock bottom has to apologize and the closest thing in reality to this was the previously mentioned Elton John case. He moved mm-hmm. to Atlanta. They said it was because he had AIDS and needed to be near an AIDS treatment center. You know, the hotbed of AIDS treatment, yes. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> an AIDS hospital for AIDS people. Yes. And so Ugh. he threatens to sue them. And to get around it, they do a puff piece on him that is just like, Elton John's one of the greatest uh, musical uh, stars of all time. But he also is a great philanthropist who talks a ton <laughs> about his age chair. Would a man with AIDS up as Donald Duck I don't think so so they had just tons of clips of him talking about his AIDS charities endorsing AIDS charities this thing is just like its spirit is nice except you know it only exists because they didn't want to be sued by a millionaire They're like <laughs> oh fuck we're gonna this might shut down the show okay just say how great he is please just I mean look. he makes plenty of money playing Rush Limbaugh's wedding so <sighs> he'll be fine ugh, yuck boo <laughs> Elton John why, why must you do that uh, but so so Rock Bottom then apologizes, which is the, the close at the episode. And again, one of the best video jokes ever, like visual games. Yeah, I mean, ever. do you think they do these kind of freeze frame jokes on anything anymore? I, I, I really think don't. I think so. it was just sort of a novelty of the VCR era and then went yeah. away when they got bored with the idea. Once they realized everybody could pause everything all the time, they never did fast jokes like well i mean futurama was definitely in love with like we'll put secrets in the margins mm-hmm. and if you want to pause the screen you can figure it out but they didn't have a direct i think these kind of jokes have died out too mm-hmm. we members of the press sometimes make mistakes rock bottom would like to make the following corrections <laughs> great music wow vhs isn't one it's gasoline and ted couple is a robot this you dead yeah <laughs> tomorrow on Rock Bottom, he's a foreigner who takes perverted a videos foreigner. of you when you least suspect it. He's Rowdy Roddy Peeper. Oh, that man is sick. Groundskeeper Willie saved you, Homer. But listen to the music. He's evil. Hasn't this experience taught you you can't believe everything you hear? <laughs> Marge, my friend, I haven't learned a thing. I love how he says Marge, my friend. Uh, so uh, it's this podcast job to be interminable oh God. but yep. thorough. Mm-hmm. And there are 34 jokes that go by in about four seconds. Can we go through them? We got to do I them, got all. them all. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll. Well, how, how about we each, if we all have them here, why don't we each 
we we read them in a circle. Does it start sure. with People's Choice? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So about Bob, me, Chris, Bob, got me. It, Chris. Got it. Okay. Uh, People's Choice Award is America's Greatest Honor. Styrofoam is not made from kittens. The UFO was a paper plate. The nerds on the internet are not geeks. <laughs> the word cheese is not funny in and of itself. <laughs> the older Flanders boy is Todd, not Rod. Lyndon Johnson did not provide the voice of Yosemite Sam. If you're reading this, you have no life. Hi. Uh, Roy Rogers was not buried in his horse. <laughs> the, the other UFO was an upside-down salad spinner. Our universities are not hotbeds <laughs> of anything. Uh, Mr. Dershowitz uh, did not literally have four eyes. And Alan Dershowitz wrote. Our viewers are not pathetic, sexless food tubes. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn never weighed 400 pounds. The Cheers gang is not a real gang. <laughs> Saltwater does not, quote, chase the thirsties away, unquote. <laughs> Licking an electrical outlet will, outlet will not turn you into a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. <laughs> Cats do not eventually turn into dogs. <laughs> Bullets do not bounce off of fat guys. Recycling does not deplete the ozone. Everything is 10% fruit juice. The flesh-eating virus does not hide in ice cream. Janet Reno is evil. V8 juice is not one-eighth gasoline. Ted Koppel is a robot. Women aren't from Venus and men aren't from Mars. Fleiss does not floss. Heidi Fleiss? Yeah. Quail is familiar with common bathroom procedures. Bart is bad to the bone. Godfrey Jones' wife is cheating on him. The Beatles haven't reunited to enter kickboxing competitions. The bug on your TV screen can see into your home. <laughs> Everyone on TV is better than you. The people writing this have no life. There you go. So yeah, 34 jokes, but we don't see that Homer was innocent. It scrolls no. by yes. while while they're watching it, not I us. Guess so, yeah. This is so this is such the same joke as the fallen people are gay. Yeah. And yes, all the, all yeah. the names scroll by. Which they had to like make an agreement of every per they had to like every name we put on this. A list of gay people has to say they will not sue us for saying. Were any writers on that list? I guess we'll I get believe to it. it is okay. the writers. Yeah, we we will get to it very soon in Bart's comet. But that joke is so great, and I couldn't I couldn't read it all as a kid. I could never get the pausing yeah. right on the screen. It just a goes too fast. Tracking error, not unlike Mr. Simpson. Nope. Yeah, yeah I mean, even on Frankie Yak, you can't read all the names because yeah. the captures aren't aren't fast enough to get all the information. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, yeah, because the Frankie Yak is a great gift machine, but it is not twenty four frames per second. That's right. Gifts, which would make them gigantic. I understand why they aren't that way. But the, oh God, all those jokes are awesome. The hotbed, uh, the colleges are not hotbeds is the most still true to this still day. Still especially when we live in Berkeley, which is like, what's going on at that Berkeley University? Ooh, oh, no. Jesus, yeah, I'm so tired yes. of hearing about Berkeley. So, yes, um, this was Homer Batman, a wild ride for us on this podcast. Love but this episode. A few tiny things don't age well, but I feel like its heart is in the right place and it's still really funny. Yeah. The, all the jokes about the tabloid media are still awesome if you look at things like Breitbart uh, super like things that really gin up hysteria and anger yes, it's gotten even yeah. worse and you can access this stuff at any moment of your day not just when a show comes on so I feel like <laughs> they have a lot to say about this and it just informed me as a kid so much uh, what do you guys think yeah no it's one of my it is one of my favorites still I really liked it it's there I, I address the parts that I don't like now or I would at least find problematic mm -hmm. as, as the word goes but I still find this episode so funny and i think it's it's honestly not mean enough to hard copy in my true, true. it's like hard hard copy are the worst humans alive that they even attack willie who gave them their great scoop and then they instead just film him the same and oh god that that was the one that felt just like the hotbeds thing that felt the most current to me of like this foreigner yeah, films you like the, the foreigner part the way it, they say it because it gives it the flavor that i don't know that it's tabloidy and exploitive and I don't know. This it's this is so predictive. This episode because I don't view it even as you know, Breitbart right or left. Like Huffington Post does this too, mm -hmm. and I think SNL talks about well, our highest rated episodes are political because not everyone's watching Game of Thrones and not everyone's seen this new movie. 
everybody's paying attention to what the president is doing. So while yeah. we have a weird, dumb president, every single blog of every type is tripping over themselves to dissect, explain, slander, defend everything the president says. Yeah, I mean, the content grind is something this episode doesn't yeah. have to talk about that yeah. we had to live through. Actually, the, the Every new... detail is something that needs to be discussed by a fucking doctor yeah. Yeah. that the dumbass president tweets. It's Why ridiculous. do you look at the sun? Well, I'll explain it to you. His brain is diseased. The, the, fourth, the fourth season of BoJack Horseman actually digs into this a little better of the, the grind of writing for a blog it's and, hard, man. and all that. Yeah, it's, I, I it's feel something. for people, writers everywhere, that having to churn out content based on that. Yep, yeah, yeah. But but this, I wouldn't say timeless episode, but still a very good episode. Though, please, please keep in mind the things about false accusations of sexual harassment. Guys. I agree. Mm-hmm. So yes, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. This has been Talking Simpsons. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. Every Monday, occasionally a bonus episode on Friday, we have a great classic gaming podcast for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast machine. We have hundreds of podcasts. There's got to be something you're interested in that we talk about. If you like video games, and you should like video games. And Henry here will tell you all about our Talking Simpsons Patreon, which has too much content, frankly. Yes. There's too much content, and uh, you should ha- you should love it, I think. Uh, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and yes, Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons is where a ton of extras live there i'm gonna list it off real quick for you guys number one you get every episode a week early and ad free uh if you sign up for there you can get an rss feed that you just put in your podcast device same as any other and it downloads it but on top of that you get exclusives like weekly episodes of talking critic as we go through every episode of the critic with, with diana goodman and michael raparas we have multiple interviews with people who have worked on classic simpson stuff we actually did a free preview podcast of those interviews if you want to listen to them in the free feed we have done pre premium video content on there including us watching the entire first season of simpson shorts together and that was that was some fun huh guys mm-hmm. and and tons more cool <laughs> stuff on there five starting at five dollars a month ten dollars a month for the premium video stuff but it's all awesome we love everybody who supports us there and we uh, suggest you head there too patreon.com slash talking yeah and laser time the show we started before this one is about the only distinction i can think of right (laughs) now but we did an episode with you guys about the historical importance of the simpsons talk more about butterfinger and candy bars we uh recently did a show if you like cartoons and you should about the origins of rick and morty Mm -hmm. which is really really fun that's my favorite new show on television even though it's four years old you want to hear us dying Um, on air Uh, cooking alive yeah listen to that (laughs) podcast it's great literally stewing in our own juices (laughs) i know i was thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. We'll see you then. Wow. Infotainment.